Hey guys, episode 75 is here with Talon Duncan. Had a very good podcast. Um, a lot of it was about fitness and just his life and nutrition. And uh, we talked about music. He's got beats online. Um, he's selling them. This guy produces some pretty awesome beats at uh, talon195.beatstars.com. I'll drop a link um, at the bottom, the description, you know. But it's T-A-L-Y-N-195 beatstars.com and uh yeah you can check out the music you know if you're trying to trying to rap you know drop some songs you can use these beats you know he's leasing them out they got prices and everything this website's super official and you can listen to all the beats too and they're super dope i'm even gonna play one for the intro um called show you but anyway yeah it was a great podcast as always uh the sponsors are spitefully spicy go to instagram.com slash spitefully spicy for these sauces made by Colin Robinson, very funny local comedian, and uh, he makes great salsa, mango habanero, blueberry ghost pepper, strawberry reaper, you know, ton of flavors, they're all good, I got it in my fridge right now, so hit that guy up, send him a DM, selling sauces, and then uh, Dragster Tubes, go to dragstertubes.com, telescopic paparosa tubes, You, uh, they're pre-rolled tubes, so you can just, you know, stuff the tobacco in there. Or you can use it like a straw. It's a practical protective mechanism. Telescopic paparosa tubes. Two ways of stuffing, style, and satisfaction throughout the process. And I'll drop a link to both of those at the bottom. And uh, guys, this was a very fun episode to record. It was a great time. And I'm recording with uh, Levi Holy Jeans tomorrow. So I'm dropping two podcasts this week. Hope you enjoy them. Thank you for listening. This song is called... Show you by uh, Ceaseless Productions. Welcome to the podcast. I just started. We are live. What up, what up? How's it going? I'm here with Talon Duncan. He's returning. Uh, man's about to get married. How's it going? Good, man. Yeah. I'm starting to prep for the wedding. We actually Sorry. were just, right before I came here, we were moving a bunch of her stuff back to my house. Oh. So we're in the middle of like actually accumulating everything. Nice. And it's nuts because that woman has a lot of stuff. That makes sense. So yeah. That's, that's, yeah. That's how women do it. They are <laughs> So she's moving in the day you get married? Yeah. Like, we're, we're going to try and do it like the traditional way to where mm-hmm. we come back from the honeymoon. We're right there together, you know? Nice. Uh, but so we got like double furniture. I swear we have enough kitchenware to fill like and fully function at least four kitchens. Wow. We've got so, so you many like plates. So what's on your pots. wedding registry? 
more, more funny enough, it was like it was it was a bunch of wedding stuff, yeah, or like a, a bunch of kitchen stuff. And so my brother, he was living with me. He's about to move out, and so I was like, "Bro, just like take whatever you need for real. Like nice. I don't need all this stuff." So ended up ended up being beneficial in his favor. So pretty good. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So you guys uh, made the decision not to move in together before getting married. Yeah, it's a good decision. Yeah. It's a good way to do it. You know, like I said, just the traditional way. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. How long um, have y'all been together? Uh, as of March 17th, it was one year. Wow. Yeah. So we hit it off pretty quick. That's. What, I mean, that's cool. I mean, if, if you know, you know. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> if you know, you know. I, I heard like people like my parents say that. My grandparents said that. You know, you know. I was like, all right, whatever. Mm. And then uh, up until I met her, I was like, you know, I don't think I know. And yeah. then I met her. I was like, oh, crap. This is what they were talking about. So, that's awesome. That's yeah, it's been it's been fun, man. You know, mm-hmm. she was my best friend before we like even started dating. Mm-hmm. So it just like it flowed nice and easy. And y'all used to work together right at Palace. Yeah. That's and that awesome. was really awkward for a little bit, too, because <laughs> like we we like we're super good friends and we were hanging out all the time. And then all of a sudden we were like, oh, crap, I think I like this person mm-hmm. and i didn't know the same thing was happening for her oh and she's thinking the same thing and so like there's this weird awkward tension yeah. while we're back there like slinging espresso and everything mm-hmm. <laughs> and then one day we're like yeah you want to just like date That's funny. <laughs> does she still work there no she doesn't so she's actually pursuing her master's degree in, in different forms of counseling so right now she's working at bsa for case management and so she takes care of like all sorts of different case orders and a bunch of stuff that she can't like release to me since mm-hmm. it's private information between her and the person that she's dealing with. That's legit. But yeah, she's really good at it. Oh, One yeah. of the best listeners I've ever met. And so makes That's her a hell of a counselor. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, definitely got the, uh, jackpot as they say yeah no doubt. <laughs> no, but last time you were on the podcast, I think she was in a, like a coffee competition yeah how'd she end up doing on that one she did pretty good um she didn't make it to the finals or whatever so like this was like a a qualifying round Mm -hmm. to go to regional and she didn't make it but the people who were judging they were like yo if you'll just like tighten down on these little things like Mm -hmm. you would be one hell of a barista like you could go to competitions and win and so there was a a really famous barista who came in actually and she was like had won multiple competitions or whatever came up and complimented her she was like, yo, like you That's did always amazing. Great. Yeah. And so it was a really big like confidence boost for her. Nice. But you know, coffee really isn't a career unless you own a shop, you know? Yeah, that's fair. That's and fair we're both say. broke. And so she was like, you know, I guess it's time to get out of coffee and start pursuing like what I actually want to do in my career. Mm. And so that's what we both did. That's recently. good. That's yeah. what you gotta do, man. Yep. That's what I'm trying to do. I was gonna ask, I mean I wasn't even planning on asking this, but uh did you have like a really like creative proposal? Yeah, so I mean, <laughs> since since we both uh, worked at Palace and like all of our friend group was out there, and like that's where we met up with just about everyone in our community. Uh, it's got that back room, you know. I like invited all of our friends and family, and they all hid back there in the back room. Nice. And then she came walking up, and I had different chalkboards like on the the posts. Mm-hmm. If you're walking down like past Imperial Tap Room all the way down to Palace. And it, it was just like love letters all the way down. And then at the end, I was sitting down there with uh, her golden retriever. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had him on a leash. 
And we're both just sitting there, and I, the last chalkboard said, will you marry me? Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. And then went back, and there was a surprise party waiting for her. We had a bunch of food and, like, all our friends and family, Dang. like I said. So it was awesome. That's she perfect. started crying, and, like, so. Congrats, I, tears man. usually mean that it's a good proposal, yeah. you know? Yeah. So. Were you, were you um, nervous at all that she might just be like, no, I'm not ready? No, I was pretty confident. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. I'm like social media sometimes i'm just like oh, i feel so like, bad oh dude i'm sorry <laughs> shot down yeah <laughs> that's got to be the worst feeling no i was pretty confident about it nice so it's exciting yeah so yeah your uh wedding's in seven days seven days that's exciting so you're doing uh you're slimming down trying to fit in a tux or because i saw you post, yeah. <laughs> post something on instagram about trying to trying, trying to get to honeymoon, ready. Honeymoon, yeah, ready. honeymoon ready honeymoon ready I don't really care about the tux, you know, as long yeah. as I'm looking good in Mexico with my new <laughs> wife, you know. <laughs> um, now, so originally she and I were talking and this is just while we were engaged and she was like, hey, what if we both like tried to slim down and get physique ready for a competition? Mm -hmm. And she was like, you should do it. I was like, okay, cool. So I started taking it more seriously. Uh, and initially I was like, yeah, I just want to look good for the honeymoon. But then as I started doing intermittent fasting and I saw the different changes that were happening, I was like, oh crap. Nice. Like I could actually, if I stuck to this long enough, I feel like I'd act, I could actually do pretty well. Mm -hmm. And so uh, she's doing intermittent fasting too. And it has like, it's freaking awesome, bro. Uh, she's, she's lost like four or five pounds of really? just uh, body fat wow. and put on like two or three pounds of muscle in just the past month. That's impressive. Yeah. And y'all yeah. are both already like slim humans. Yeah. We're both, <laughs> we're both like, it, it makes it easier for like trying to get definition and everything. Mm -hmm. But her deal is she was a, she was a decathlete. Like she was, uh, not a whole lot of people know this, but while she was at WT, she was fixing to start uh, training to be a decathlete and training for the Olympics. And that was and like her dream. What's the decathlete? Exactly. So I'm uh, uncultured. I am too. If I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. And so, like, I'm pretty sure that's where you do ten different meets. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, I may be wrong with that. And you might get some comments on the. Is on the it podcast, like, is it like ten different types of? I, again, I, I have no idea. <laughs> like ten events in one meet. Well, we'll ask the listeners because hey, I've listeners. heard of decathlons. Yeah, I, I don't know. Nobody listening to me does decathlons. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> They're all losers, let's yeah. be honest. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm just playing. But she was she was doing that, and she broke her back. Uh, Damn. Yeah, she was, like, jumping. So you know how they have the – the it's basically like a bunk bed in the dorms. You mm -hmm. know, so it's like a desk at the bottom and then the bed's at the top. She was jumping off of it, and whenever she hit the ground, she heard a pop, and her Ooh. legs just went out. From <laughs> Those are some tall beds, too. Yeah. Yeah, but so they didn't really tell her like what happened, but apparently there's those little uh, pieces of the bone that come off of your vertebrae. Mm. She broke all of them. What? No joke, bro. Oh my goodness. All of them. Was it like, was she like overtraining and then just a freak accident? That's what know. she told me. Yeah. Like, she doesn't know either. She was like, man, I, you know, my back was tight the couple weeks leading up yeah. to that. You know, maybe I just wasn't stretching enough. And so. That's intense. Yeah. But all that to say, so she's a track star. Mm -hmm. Like she loves cardio, and I hate cardio. Same. But I love, but I love like weight training, mm -hmm. and she's just now starting to get comfortable with weight training, so that we could both like yeah. start training for a competition. It's like maybe. the yin and the yang. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, but yeah, it was a crazy story. She told me that, and I was like, "What?" 
She like had to learn how to walk again. She really? was bedridden for like six or seven weeks. Jeez. How do you, I guess you just have to lay down and yeah, wait for it to just, heal? you just lay down. There's no type of like brace or anything she... I, I'm not sure if she wore a brace or not. That's but scary. I do know that they. she just had to lay down and she couldn't move. She had to like Damn. sleep sitting up, you know? Eek. Yeah. Dude, I hate when my when I hurt my back. It's the worst. Yeah. Because it's like if you hurt your arm, you can just not use your arm. Yeah, but if you hurt like, your back, you're kind of screwed, <laughs> yeah. you know? <laughs> you have to use your back for yeah. literally everything. Yeah. Can't even tie my shoes today. Can't you sit know? <laughs> down, can't stand up. Yeah, it's the worst. You're stuck. Oh, man, that's funny. Yeah, so... Anyways, now she's good. Uh, good to hear. Oh, yeah, I was going to ask, uh, intermittent fasting. Do you do uh, eat in an eight-hour window, yeah. pass the rest? Yeah, okay. I got a, I got an eight-hour feeding window and then 16 off. Mm-hmm. And so that's been proven to be the best for me. Yeah. Uh, just because, like, I can nom on some carbs and protein in that yeah. eight hours. And uh, it, what, I've, what I've been trying to do is, so, like, I'll calculate macros, and I want to try and get however many grams of protein within that eight hours, mm-hmm. however many grams of carbs, mm-hmm. you know. But there was a guy that I uh, actually did a study with, and he was like, man, I was trying to do, like, physique competition as well. And what he would do is he would do, like, one one day of really intense carbs and protein, and then the next day he would do, like, a conditioning. And so he would do, like, high-intensity interval training, uh, kind of like CrossFit. Mm-hmm. But it would just be, like, he would only be running off of protein and fats. Okay. So his body is, like, starting to burn off the fat that he's got on him so he'd do like no carb one day a week or something like that yeah so he'd alternate it so it'd be like let's just like make up a schedule real quick so let's say monday wednesday friday he's mm-hmm. doing his weight training okay tuesday thursday saturday he's doing conditioning and all conditioning is is like it's just another word for cardio yeah and so monday wednesday friday he would load up on carbs and protein you know because you need carbs in order to have quick energy to perform those heavy lifts, mm-hmm. you know, but on, on the days that he's doing his cardio, he'd only be running off of protein and fats. So it's like avocados, mm-hmm. almonds, you know, pistachios, whatever. Okay. You know, that with like a, just a bunch of protein. Mm-hmm. And so he got show ready in like two months. Wow. And it showed up before and after picture and the dude was just like shredded to the bone. And I was Dang. like, oh crap, bro. Like, that's awesome. So the carbs, <clears throat> um, help with the uh, you know, lifting weights, like pushing things. Yeah, yeah. So, but not as much with the cardio. Not as much with cardio. Okay. Carbs are used for quick energy, so your body nice. runs off of an energy source called adenosine triphosphate, mm-hmm. and that's used for like quick intervals, right? So mm-hmm. you can burn through your uh, reservoir of adenosine triphosphate in about sixty seconds. Okay. So let's say you're doing bench press, set of twelve, pretty heavy. That's considered like a hypertrophy block between reps of 8 and 12. Mm-hmm. That's hypertrophy block. So let's say you're doing 10 or 12 reps. You're going to rep that out in about 45 seconds tops. Mm-hmm. You know, And it's, it's not going to take you a whole lot, whole lot of time. But your carbs are breaking down into glycogen to fuel your ATP mm-hmm. in order to push that. Right? Beautiful. So that's kind of the, the cycle that it goes through. If you don't have any carbs, your body's going to turn to fats. Mm-hmm. Okay. The only thing is fats are not as readily accessible as carbohydrates. Mm. And so it takes a little bit longer for them to activate. And that doesn't, it doesn't even matter if like, say you were doing like, if, if you were doing like a keto diet for like two months, it'd still be harder to access. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So it doesn't get easier. Yeah. I'm not, I don't recommend keto for people who are doing any type of weightlifting. Makes sense. Uh, I mean, you can, mm-hmm. uh, and you might see some pretty good results, but 
I've found that in, in my practice that carbs have been my best friend whenever it comes to weight training, mm -hmm. you know, especially on, on heavy compound days like deadlift or squat, mm -hmm. you know, if I'm running in there just off of egg whites and avocados, yeah. like my workout is just ass. It's so you can, you can feel a difference. Oh yeah. Cause I feel like, uh, I enjoy, I think I feel better like working out when I'm fat in a fasted state and really? I don't know. Yeah. It just feels good. Um, but also if I drag trade, try, take any type of pre-workout my stomach hurts so really if i take any pre-workout i eat a little bit of something gotcha gotcha yeah i usually don't take pre-workout on an empty stomach that's yeah. just that's just kind of it's messed with me in the past yeah it's made me a little <laughs> nauseous <laughs> yeah exactly exactly i'm sitting there like trying to do a squat and i'm feeling like i'm about to projectile vomit all over the mirrors <laughs> that's interesting but um is it a, a certain type of carbs because i know like potatoes are great and everything like that or is it like you i can i can eat a a bunch of pizza and stay on my macros. They're having yeah, to work. So yeah. Uh, the beautiful thing about intermittent fasting is that I haven't had to really hone in on what carbs I'm using, you know, nice. Uh, like Jordan and I will eat some pasta or mm -hmm. some pizza or so, something like that. No know? type of, uh, like counting macros or calorie restriction. Not really calorie restriction. Uh, I am trying to hit macros. Mm -hmm. So if, if a pizza falls within my macros and I know that it, it'll, it'll benefit the workout that I'm about to do, mm -hmm. I'll go ahead and indulge, you know, it doesn't, nice. it doesn't bother me. Um, because I'm still getting that 16 hour fast and that's where it's releasing all types of great hormones mm -hmm. to build muscle, trim off fat, that kind of stuff. Nice. And the awesome thing about the study that I was doing, the guy who was talking was like, Hey, think about it this way. So if our ancestors were nomadic people, right, uh, living out in the wilderness, they didn't have like a, a Burger King or a McDonald's right yeah. down the street, what they would do is they would inevitably have to fast mm -hmm. because they were, they were hunter, hunters and gatherers, yeah. you know. So most of their like daily substance might come from berries or nuts or anything that they mm -hmm. find like that. But then as soon as they like kill a buffalo or a wildebeest or something like mm -hmm. that, I don't know, something crazy, they're just devouring that thing. Yeah. So they're getting like hundreds of grams of protein. Like wolves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're getting like hundreds of grams of protein in one sitting. Mm -hmm. And so all these scientists who are saying, Oh, you can only, you know, process however many grams of protein in an hour. Mm hmm. You know, but what about our ancestors who ate, you know, 200, 300 grams of protein yeah. in one sitting? So you're just going to tell me that they only held on to like 40 grams of that and then just pooped out the rest? Like, <laughs> I, I don't think that the human – to my knowledge, I don't think that the human body works like that. Yeah. So if we can start to tap into like our natural dieting habits, I feel, that. I feel like it'll it'll actually benefit our long-term health. Do you think it's uh, <clears throat> unhealthy to eat? I mean, obviously too much of anything's bad. But I feel like they're kind of like demonizing protein and saying like, oh, if you eat too much protein, you're going to ruin your kidneys or liver or some. Ah, I think it's a bunch of crap. Like I do too. So yeah. to, I feel like that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, because if you think about the general population, uh, their protein is coming from. So so, it's mainly coming from egg whites or chicken, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and so a lot of the chicken that you get is processed, you know, uh, and I, I can't really speak for eggs. You know, there's that study that came out from news channels 10 that said like, uh, three or more eggs in one sitting can cause like heart disease or whatever, which I, I think is crap. Yeah. Complete garbage. Yeah. And so I, I don't know why they're trying to demonize protein. Uh, but I do know that the health industry is like on the rise. Mm. Bodybuilding is on the rise. Uh, health and wellness is on the rise. I've seen that. 
you know, all of that is starting, that industry is starting to grow. And honestly, like a, a huge chunk of it is uh, coming from the Obama administration. I don't know if mm-hmm. you knew that. Michelle Obama? Michelle Obama. I know she yeah. was big on, uh, I don't know, school lunch or something like that. Yeah, yeah. She was really big on all that kind of stuff. And so she had a bunch of different programs. I'm not really uh, exactly familiar with like uh, what she implemented that mm-hmm. really affected it. But uh, even besides that, social media, people want to look good on their feeds. Absolutely. You know? They want to look good on their Instagram, on their Facebook, whenever they're posting selfies. That's the thing. Like you know? Instagram, uh, I lo- Instagram's one of my favorite social media right now. Yeah. Because if, if you go and you go and like fitness pages, it just suggests a ton of more fitness. And you're yeah. just like, my, that's almost my, my whole feed is like comedy and fitness. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. That's the perfect feed right there. But it is. So, it is. Back to your question. I have no idea whether they're trying to demonize protein. That's a really stupid thing to me. Because mm-hmm. you know? that's a necessity to daily life. Well, I think it's partly part of the uh the whole vegetarian vegan movement you think so i think a little bit i think it's kind of bleeding into it yeah i, I, I could see that yeah for his murder Peter getting pissed off <laughs> yeah. i can see that um yeah there's a whole bunch of conspiracies that could come with that no, you definitely. know we could go into big pharma after that and yeah, then that's scary yeah scary stuff. <laughs> but yeah no there's definitely a movement to be more healthy i see that for yeah, sure yeah Feel like it's a matter of time i mean mcdonald's probably won't go out of business but i feel like their sales are going to go down i don't know anyone who still eats mcdonald's really unless you're in high school no doubt <laughs> i i will occasionally treat treat myself to a mcchicken nice i do That's miss about those as far as i can I do go miss those. i won't do a mcdouble or anything anymore back whenever i was welding that was like my go-to that was my bread and butter it was just a like four mcdoubles just down them, go back into the shop and keep welding. You're right. I'm probably wrong. Sales aren't hurting. I still go to Taco Bell sometimes. Yeah. I'm dude, lying. Taco Bell's actually pretty healthy. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. I saw, I saw someone say that they're, uh, they just, they technically can't call their meat meat or something like that, or they just changed it to where they have to, I don't know, some weird rule where it's like, someone is like, oh, it's like dog food or something. I don't know. What? I think it was just some bullshit, but. Some dog food. Like they're, they were saying like their, their beef is like barely beef. But I don't, I don't know if there's any truth to it. It tastes good to me, know. especially at 2 a.m. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. No doubt. I was reading, they have a dietitian who works on their staff, who's like really high up in the corporate chain, mm-hmm. who's been making changes to the menu to make it more healthy. Yeah, they have uh, a little like cantina bowl thing. I think it's what it's called. There's some type of bowl, but it's, it's good. I've had it a couple of times. Dude, my go-to is a quesarito. Quesarito. Oh, bro, it's so freaking good. I always get off. I always get the dollar menu, the potato, soft taco. I think is what it's called. I don't know. Oh yeah. And the beefy five layer burrito. Yes, those are my go tos. Both classics. <laughs> I like them. I like them. Yeah. For I was reading one day because Jordan and I love Taco Bell, and plus it's right there next to the gym. Oh yeah. <laughs> so forever like starving, and I've already down a protein shake. I'm like, babe, let's just let's just stop by this Taco Bell mm-hmm. real quick. And I was sitting there thinking, I was like, F, dude, how healthy are they? And mm-hmm. I just typed it into Google. And apparently, yeah, they have a they have a dietitian who's, like, making a ton of changes to their menu and making it, like, it's been ranked, like, second or third uh, healthiest fast food chain. Wow. Yeah. Second or third. I did not expect that. No lie. Yeah. And so that made me feel a little bit better about downing a couple quesaritos. Nice. So, but yeah. It's exciting. So yeah. yeah, you do a eight hour window. Just uh, what are your what's your daily protein? Uh, my go to is egg whites. 
But what's um, how many grams a day? It varies. Depends. Um, So I'm not the type who just measured out his food, Mm -hmm. measure out his grams of protein or whatever. Um, I know that in three tablespoons of egg whites, you get five grams of protein, but I'm making like big ass omelets with them. Yeah. So I'm guessing there's about somewhere between 150, 175 grams of protein Mm -hmm. daily. Nice. Uh, From... From that plus my post workout shake, mm-hmm. and that's not including my meal that I have, you know, afterwards. Because usually with with intermittent fasting, I only eat like two meals. Yeah, but I've, they're both pretty hefty meals. I've found um, doing fasting has kept me from snacking at all. Like yeah, yeah. Two and good if I meals. snack, it's like on pistachios. Yeah, yeah. Something simple like nuts. Yeah. I was doing. I did one meal a day for like probably three weeks. I liked it a lot because I did. Could, you like, really? I Ooh. did. Because it's like I trained myself or I untrained myself to where I was like, you're not actually hungry, you know? You yeah. just you just think you should eat because of what time it is. Right, right. So it was it was fun to do for a little bit, but it's not. I can't do it consistently. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's hard to run off of that. Um, I think that's called a warrior, a warrior fast. That's what it's classified as. I'm not sure. There was a guy who would uh, – that same guy that I was telling you about who did his, his windows or whatever, mm-hmm. his different scheduling. Uh, so he'd fast through Saturday, and then Sunday he wouldn't eat at all. Wow. Like if he if he got um, if he got unbearably hungry, he'd maybe have an apple. That's just, crazy. Yeah, just for like the quick carbs and the sugars and everything. But he said that like four or five weeks out, that's what he started doing for his show just to help like really drop off whatever bit of fat that he had. Wow. There was an yeah. extremely obese man who didn't eat for like months and he like he didn't die he just lost a lot of weight i guess he just drank water oof but that that was crazy so his body's just running off of yeah just, run, fat? just running off all his fat golly life is crazy <laughs> that would suck how miserable must he have been for months like that bro oof yeah it's got to be terrible what's um what type of protein do you do you drink in your shake bro i love redcon one they have uh, MREs. I don't know if you heard of these. Uh, mm-hmm. It's basically a, like a meal and a shake. You know, it's a meal replacement. But they have this kind that's called a. I think it's flavored like a a blueberry cobbler. Oh, that sounds amazing, bro. It tastes just like a blueberry muffin that mm-hmm. you grind up and just put some milk in it. That's awesome. Do do the uh, meal replacement shakes ever fill you up? No, that's my struggle. <laughs> that's no, they never do. Because I was doing a. Two two Herbalife shakes a day, and I think the point is like that's supposed to replace your lunch or something. But right. I would just drink it and then I'd eat lunch. So, I mean, I, I was getting good vitamins, I guess. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, I'm not very familiar about uh, Herbalife. Mm-hmm. I know that it's like it, it's been around for a long time. Yeah, and a lot of people love it. Tastes Ooh. good. Really? Yeah. There's a ton of shops just around Amarillo. Really? It's probably like 15 here. I know there's one in Canyon. Yeah, that uh, Tony. It's by that that barber if that barber shop's still there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's right over there. Yeah, Tony runs that one. Uh, I can't say his last name. Like, no offense, I'm just not Chinese, and I can't. I, I don't know how he says his last name. Jung. Jung. Yeah. Is it really? I have no idea. I don't know oh. who Tony is. <laughs> <laughs> I was just totally gonna follow you. I was like, I'm pretty sure it starts with a B, but I mean, <laughs> um, yeah, he's a super nice guy. I went in there one time, mm. 
and this is my only experience and this this is like no offense to anybody who who does herbal life it was just incredibly expensive yeah and then i drank the shake and i was like i'm still hungry like the same yeah. kind of deal you know it's it's eight bucks for a tea and a shake like, yeah i was like what the heck man that's a high price yeah but i can go to jiggleberry here mm-hmm. in amarillo that's right there by crunch yeah or no right there by planet by fitness. planet fitness yeah yeah is it not a yogurt place uh, I don't think it's yogurt. Oh, I didn't know what it was. <laughs> it's, I don't I, know if they have yogurt. I thought it might, might have been in like a gay club or something. Is it, <laughs> it sounds kind of like <laughs> the Jiggleberry Club. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they have a uh, they have a drink called the Thor. <laughs> it's like banana, peanut butter, uh, some other like really high protein powder that they throw in there. I think it's just like a vanilla protein and then a couple other ingredients. Bro, it is so good. Really? Yeah. I might need to check it out. I might have to go get one after this before I go into my workout. It's nice. so good. What's your um what's your workout today? Do you still do the uh, you know, like set days for set Yeah, so right body now body parts, muscles, it, muscle groups. I call it the bro lifting. Uh, just cuz like how much hair gel do you need to bro lift? How much what? How much hair gel? Oh, you need at least like three quarts. <laughs> and you don't just put it on just your hair. You lather it on like a lotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes sense. You go full Guido. Wear sunglasses. Yeah. In, <laughs> inside the gym. <laughs> um, now, so what I've been trying to do actually is I met up with this guy, Casey. Shouts out to Casey. Follow him on Instagram, Casey Doom Lifts. Oh, I know that guy. Yeah. He's a, he's a friend of a friend, so I don't know him, know him, but I've met him before. The dude's incredibly strong. I see him. He's uh, you know, Laura Ness, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, he's she always goes to old school iron. He's always on her Instagram story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're good friends. I got to met, I got to meet Laura, uh, a bunch of their lifting crew that's over there. That dude's chest iron. is massive. The man himself is massive. That I've seen him deadlift like five hundred and twelve pounds wow. for sets of ten. Wow. It was like either sets of ten or ten or eight, and I was like, "Good God, my man!" <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, a big old dude, but one of the nicest guys I've ever met. And he's just like, he's shredded, but he's sticking predominantly just to powerlifting, you know, mm-hmm. push-pull splits, and then with a, uh, with a like a squat leg day, mm-hmm. you know. But he doesn't do any type of aesthetic training, right? So he's not doing leg extensions. He's not doing lunges, you know. Mm-hmm. The man's just focusing on his three major lifts he might do like some lateral raises mm-hmm. for his shoulders and what are the three major lifts deadlift what else deadlift squat and bench mm-hmm. and so number one he's he's gotten like hella strong but also he's got like a pretty damn good physique mm-hmm. going to him you know and so i was like that kind of challenged my thinking about bodybuilding i was like well this guy you know has hardly any fat on him mm-hmm. but he's only doing he's focusing on three lifts you know yeah that's crazy to me, you know, because mm-hmm. anytime I do bench press, like I'm working chest and triceps, mm-hmm. you know, trying to get the chisel, you know, everything. And yeah. this guy's got it all, but he's only, <laughs> he's only doing bench, you know. I, I try to do that one full body day a week and it's, it's squat, deadlift and bench. I feel sorry for you. Yeah. You walk away just in a comatose, just dead, <laughs> just, just dead. Oh yeah. So what I'm trying to do now, uh, so whenever you get further and further into bodybuilding, you start, uh, and Arnold said it best. He was like, you, you become a sculptor, mm-hmm. you know, 
you want to put mass on the shoulders, you want to take mass off of, you know, the triceps, make them all symmetrical, all that kind of stuff. And so, wow. Yeah. I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it becomes, it becomes really intense and it's a lot easier to do whenever you start getting it, getting like below 10% on body fat. Mm-hmm. Oh, I uh, bet. Yeah. Just cause you can really see all the definition and everything. And so I'm sitting at like 13% right now. And so it, it's getting to that point where I can start crafting a little bit more, mm-hmm. but, uh, I'll go in one day, mainly just focus on shoulders, shoulders nice. and traps, you know? Uh, and so that's what I'm doing today. Uh, this week, you know, it was Monday. Uh, it was back and biceps. I love back and bicep day. Number one, Jordan's stupid good at it. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, she has got a shredded back. That's and awesome. so she's able to go in there and just kick ass. Hell yeah. And so she doesn't require a whole lot of coaching. And so we can both just go in there, get in our zone and just mm-hmm. go, you know, uh, chest and triceps is a little bit harder for her just cause mainly, you know, not a whole lot of women train chest, Yeah, you know? Uh, and if they do, it's mainly just to get good definition up there by mm-hmm. the collarbone. Yeah, and it's no offense to women bodybuilders, but like when their chest, when they have like pecs under their breast, it, look, it looks weird to me. It does look weird. I'm not gonna it. lie. <laughs> I don't yeah. like it. <laughs> yeah, uh, and that's been that's been like a huge uh, point of conversation with women's bodybuilding. Actually, like so they took uh, women's was it physique? No, I think it was just women's bodybuilding. They took it out of the uh, Olympia competition. Oh, wow. They were like, these women are losing femininity. Like, they're no longer feminine. They're becoming like this weird, and no offense to, to transgender, but it was like this weird cross-gender thing, mm-hmm. you know, where you talk to them. And you can't say this... weird. Sorry. I'm going to have to edit that out. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it, well, it's strange because you, you see this woman, and she's fully clothed, you know, and she's mm-hmm. like, you can tell that she has like chiseled cheekbones and everything. Yeah. But she's still feminine. But then mm-hmm. as soon as she goes out on stage, it's like, dear God, I, I can hardly. Yeah, the Adam's apple pops out. Yeah. It's like I can hardly <laughs> distinguish you from the other guy that was just up here. There's a know? bulge growing. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? But the Iris Kyle, I don't know if you know who that is. I haven't, no. You need to check her out. She's one of the. Famous bodybuilder? A uh, famous female bodybuilder. And she's got a physique. Like if you can admire physique. You're going to see her and be like, holy shit, that's incredible. Mm -hmm. But she's like, she's lost every bit of like feminine figure Mm -hmm. and features, especially in her face. That's interesting. Yeah. So I like. And I'm not sure if that's a testament to to steroids, Mm -hmm. steroid usage, or if that's just like what happens whenever women. That's what I was about to go that far. Because like maybe it's just from the. That type of like lift, that type of workout, it just kind of. I'm not sure because I I know shapes you that way. I've seen female power lifters mm-hmm. who are going out there lifting heavier weight than she is, mm-hmm. who are still feminine. You know, yeah, that's true. I know I know some women with some big ass shoulders. Yeah, but they're still very feminine. Yeah, yeah. So. I think it comes down to the hormonal imbalances that come with steroids. That makes sense. Just because it, it I, I don't know what it is about steroids and why it does this, but it creates like. More feminine features in men, but more masculine features in women. Hmm. It like blends the two. See, I haven't really seen any any uh, bad side effects in person of like a guy on steroids. They develop breasts, right? Yeah. Okay. You develop breasts. Um, you know, of course, your, your testes start to shrink because you no longer rely on natural source of testosterone. That's scary. You're getting testosterone from these supplements. Mm-hmm. 
And so your body starts to recognize, oh crap, we're getting this from an outside source. We no longer need this natural stuff that we're producing. Mm-hmm. So let's just cut this natural stuff. There's no need for yeah. it. Yeah, my balls aren't even that big, so I yeah, can't. Yeah, so I mean, I don't want to risk you'd that. be screwed, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Two little pebbles in there. Yeah. I heard uh, I heard someone say that uh, squatting like helps your testosterone, like squatting heavy. I firmly believe that. So yeah, so if I keep squatting for the rest of my life, I'll never get ED. That's my goal. Yep, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Just keep it up. I've heard that squatting and deadlifting. Deadlifting is like one of the a man's like best exercises that he could ever do. That's what I, that's what I've been told. Yeah, and I've been talking. You know Ben Wentz. Yeah, yeah. He's always sending me stuff. Um, I forgot the website's called T something. T Nation. Yeah, T Nation. Yeah. He's always sending me stuff from there. Yeah, and Ben just, Wentz is like one of my favorite sources of information. Nice. Yeah, I've been I've started doing farmers carries because of him. Yeah, and those are fun. Those are fun, and that's a that's a pretty functional exercise too. I mean, you can implement that exercise. The muscle groups that you're using anytime mm-hmm. you carry groceries into the house, you know oh, that's true. Yeah, it's like you're training your body to carry that kind of Beautiful. weight. So I mean, but yeah, deadlifts like hits everything pretty much, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's exciting. Yeah, deadlifts, rack pulls. The only thing that's that's hard for me with deadlift is when I put the weight up, I like start losing my grip. Yeah, I think I got to get some gloves or something. Yeah, I don't know. You might get those wrist wraps wrap mm-hmm. around the wrist, and then they wrap around the bar. And so you're not totally relying on uh, grip strength. Mm. But Juji Mufu, I don't know if you know who that is. No, that's a badass name. Yeah, yeah. He uh, He's on Instagram. He became Insta-famous. And on YouTube, he's got like a bunch of subscribers. But he, he focuses a lot on grip strength. Mm-hmm. Right? So he's a bodybuilder. Weighs upwards of 220 pounds, right? As do most bodybuilders whenever they're in off-season. And... He will go to like rock climbing gyms mm-hmm. and try and just work on his grip strength so oh, that his deadlift will stay stronger. You know, that's a good idea. Yeah, I was gonna ask because I don't. I feel like it'd be better to just naturally get my hands stronger as opposed to using wrist wraps or whatever. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Rock climbing, that's cool. No, they have these uh, little things that resemble like rock climbing things that at crunch is just two of them and you can do like pull ups on them. Yeah, yeah. I've tried it. It's hard as shit, dude. It's so hard. I'll start doing it more. Feel like the tips of your fingers about to break off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the worst. I just found out we had a rock climbing gym like a month ago. Really? Yeah, a friend of mine told me he's actually a local comedian and a chef. Shout out to Tyler Valentine, super talented guy. What's but, up, Tyler? But he was like, "Yeah, it's been here like seven years." I was like, "No, oh, dang. nobody told me." I had no What's idea. What's it called? Is it? <laughs> I want to. I want to say it's called Atlas, but I don't want to be wrong. Hold on. I'm going to Google it. I got a laptop. We got an Atlas supplement company and an Atlas <laughs> rock climbing gym. Sweet. Rock climbing gym. Look that up, Jamie. Yeah, Jamie, where are you at, bro? Oh, apparently it's just called Amarillo Rock Climbing House. I, th- I thought it had a name, like a cool one-word name. Oh. Oh. Amarillo Rock Climbing House. Oh, Arch, that's what it is. Arch, yeah, I have Arch. heard of that then. I've seen all the stickers on people's cars. Mm-hmm. I've always wondered what it was. Yeah, it's exciting though. Heck yeah. Because that's, that's got to be the full body workout, right? It's got to be doing a ton of pull-ups. Have you watched that Netflix special? Oh, what is it called? 127 hours? No. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> no. It's a hell of a rock climber. It's called The Dawn Wall. No. Bro, you need to watch this special. Is it about Donald Trump's wall? No. But the, <laughs> I'd watch that special as well. Um, 
this <laughs> this this special is about uh el capitan are you familiar with this mountain i believe it is no i'm not okay i was gonna say some bullshit but oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's in california it's this giant wall right it's this natural uh rock wall like straight vertical yeah straight vertical nice and so a lot of different professional rock climbers they'll go up and they'll free climb this thing and basically you know they climb up, they hitch a like a, a little thing that they can hook to, mm-hmm. right? And then they pull up their tent. It's like a portal edge, and they sleep on the side of the wall. Wow. Yeah. And then they, they keep climbing the next day. And so they just pull up all their supplies, you know, mm-hmm. their food, their water, whatever. And so they, they're constantly on this wall. Well, the Don Wall is a documentary following this guy who climbs the hardest trace on this entire mountain. Beast. So no one has ever done it before. Mm-hmm. No one has ever climbed the Dom Wall. And they call it the Dom Wall because uh, whenever it, at sunrise, this is the first like face of the mountain. That oh, that Don. Up. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking Not Donald. D-O-N, like Don King maybe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Only in America. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> but it's incredible. These guys, uh, they, they only weigh like maybe 170, mm-hmm. something like that. But they are chiseled. Don Wall. I'm writing it down. Write it down and watch this stuff, bro. It is intense. Because, like, there's times. So, like, you know, whenever wind hits a mountain, it doesn't just, like, go around the mountain. Mm -hmm. You know, wind shoots up the mountain. Interesting. And so there's a scene whenever they're on this. They've got their tents and everything Mm -hmm. that are leaning up against the mountain. The wind's coming up, taking their tent off the wall and slamming them back into it. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was nuts. It's like the tent's, like. Kind of like suspended. Yeah, it, yeah, it's suspended on there, and so Jeez. it's taking it and like getting in between the wall and the tent, pushing it off, and then oh shit, you're good, and then just like slamming them back up against. Oh, yeah, that's ballsy. Yeah, it was crazy. So are they sleeping while they're suspended in a tent? Yeah. Jeez, I couldn't do that. No, no. <laughs> that's terrifying. They've got like a, a like a safety harness around their waist or whatever, just in case. And you no. said. uh you said it earlier, like free rock climbing. What was the term you used? Free climbing. Free climbing. I think I think that's the correct term. Does that mean without a strap thing, without a harness? No, they have a harness. Oh, okay. But it's like, uh, they have to climb it in different pitches, right? Mm-hmm. So they'll climb up to a specific pitch and then they'll tie off there. And, and shoot up, up some heroin. Yeah, shoot yeah. up some heroin. <laughs> <laughs> and roids. You know, it's one hell of a combo. And then uh, they'll tie off there, and so they try and make a certain number of pitches in a day. And so while one guy's climbing, the other guy's doing a whatever it's called, where he's like holding him. Mm-hmm. So if he loses his footing, the other guy catches him, and he's able to restart and try and get up to that pitch. And um, You'll, I, I'm I'm doing a terrible job at mm-hmm. explaining it. You'll just have to watch. Is it, it. is it pretty high up? Yeah, I think it's like uh, over a thousand feet. So it's pretty cold temperatures, I'm assuming, or. Yeah, there was one day whenever they were climbing that there was, like, ice on the ledges. Oh, screw that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's terrifying. Dude, you need to watch it. It's incredible. I'll have to watch it. Yeah. I don't even Netflix very often, but I'll, I'll turn it off for that. There you go. There you go. No. It's well worth it. Yeah, man. But um, let's talk about Atlas Supply Co. Atlas. My supplement brothers. Um, bro, one of the best companies I've ever been affiliated with. Are they are they local from Amarillo? Yeah, yeah. Nice. So the owner is actually a firefighter here in Amarillo. Oh, really? Yeah. I was just on a firefighter's podcast. We really? Yeah, it's crazy. They probably know each other. What was his name? Dude, 
It's uh, the Panhandle Primate Podcast. I'm going to invite him on here. Hold on. <laughs> this is embarrassing. I forgot his name. Oh, no. We know each other, though. That's the thing. I just messaged him yesterday. I'm going I'm to look him up real quick. Gotcha. But the firefighter's name, his name is uh, James Arredondo. And his wife owns Athleisure. Oh, I've never heard of that over there. It's over there at the Wolfland Square. And it's like uh, athletic wear. And that's also their storefront for most of their pre-workouts and their BCAAs and everything. So, Dexter Searly. I don't think I know Dexter. But yeah. Shouts out to Dexter. He's though. got he's got his own podcast. He's killing it. Nice. Keep it up, brother. But you said uh, his wife owns Ath. What was it? Athleisure. Athleisure. Yeah, and I'm actually shooting a commercial for them tomorrow. Nice. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot about your videography. See, we yeah, just dude. opened up another portal. There we go. There we go. <laughs> um, but we, had how'd you get a? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I'll ask you after. Okay. Okay. Uh, um, were you gonna ask how I got hooked up with Atlas? Yeah. Okay, so Chase Christie, uh, shouts out to Chase Christie. Shout out to that, that dude swole as hell. Yeah, he is. Um, he was a really close affiliate to Atlas a while ago, and I'm not sure exactly what happened, but I don't think he is anymore. Um, but I was talking to him one day, and he was like, yeah, man, this is my friend James. He owns Atlas. They just started mm-hmm. their pre-workout company here in Amarillo. And I was like, no way, that's dope. So James and I went and got coffee, and he was like, hey, man, next time that we need some, uh, some like, athletes on our program, I'll let you know. And so nice. he put out a, like, a Instagram ad or whatever. It's like, fill out, you know, these questions. It's basically like a resume, mm-hmm. and then we'll, we'll check you out and see if we want you on the team. And they call it the program. And so Jordan and I both applied for the program, and... He was like, yeah, we'd love to have you on there. And so we've been affiliates for about a few months now. Nice. And what uh, is exactly is an affiliate? So basically what it is, we get a discount off of supplements. Mm-hmm. And our job is to promote the supplement. Okay. Okay. So this is how uh, most affiliate programs work. So it's not like multi-level marketing where it's like, Hey, I'm selling this. You should sell it with me. We'll make money type thing. No, it's not like a pyramid scheme. Okay. Like <laughs> no. <laughs> um, there are some companies who do that. Mm. I know Herbalife does it. Yeah, and it's not Herbalife. A, yeah. I don't, I wouldn't deem it necessarily as a, as a pyramid scheme, mm. but, but it's shaped like a pyramid. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like that, that episode of the office. It's like, it's not a pyramid scheme per se. And he draws a triangle yeah. on the chalkboard. <laughs> um, no, so it's it's not like that. We we get a percentage off of any purchase that we get, and if anybody uses our discount code, they get that same percentage off. Nice. And so what we do is we promote that discount code as well as the products that we are using. Mm-hmm. So I use Atlas pre workout every day. Nice. Like that is the only pre workout that I use. I w- I used to use uh, Nuclear Armageddon by Total Warfare. Sounds devastating. It was intense. That honestly sounds like a like a metal band from the eighties. It really does, right? <laughs> you feel like you're in a metal band from the eighties whenever you're working out. Hell yeah. You got like the hair whips and everything. But I was using that and I was using uh what was the other one? Pump and grow. Again from Total Warfare. I was using both of those and it was great, but um the come down off off of those was just terrible. Really? Yeah. Um, eventually you get used to it, but the first couple times I used it, I felt like I was withdrawing. What is yeah. the substance in that cocaine? Well, what's going, <laughs> what's going I'll on? I'll tell you, no <laughs> lie, no lie. It's called DMMA, 
DMMA. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, and this substance is actually found in like Adderall. Oh, the same snap. thing. So that makes sense. You feel like you're doing Adderall whenever you're yeah, on this stuff. I've, I've done Adderall. I did Adderall in college, and that that come down is is hell. Yeah, it's yeah. awful. It's it's not as much as in Adderall. You know, Adderall is going to be chock full of it. Yeah, it's not as much, but you still feel that kind of residual like sluggishness. Yeah, screw that. Yeah, and so no offense to Total Warfare. Yeah, no offense to Total Warfare. Keep killing it. Like I had some mad pumps whenever I was on that stuff, but. Mad pumps, bro. Mad pumps, bro. <laughs> but I'm also having mad pumps off of Atlas, and it's only it's five ingredients. That's good, and it's incredible. I feel so good mm. whenever I'm on that, and then whenever I come off, like I just feel normal, you know. Nice. Like I just drank a cup of coffee, you know. That's great. Kind of coast through the rest of the day, um, but yeah. So they they have uh, conviction. Uh, their base flavor is like. Uh, it's like a blueberry, it's like a raspberry lemonade, blueberry lemonade. I can't remember. Um, but their base flavor is super freaking good. Like you can't go wrong with it. But then we have two different seasonal flavors. One of them is apple cider. So bomb, bro. I was nice. kind of nervous about apple cider. And then we released a birthday cake flavor. The go-to. Weird. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was weird on paper. Whenever I read that, I was like, what the heck? That's going to be weird. But it tastes like icing. Mm. So like if you were to just like blend up icing and like in an ice drink, oh, it's awesome. so good. Where is this uh, located at? Okay, so it's on Wolfland Square. So over there by what is that Baker Brothers? Yeah, 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 yeah. So there's that there's a fitness place right over there that sells like shoes and clothes. Yeah, was it called Get Fit? Get Fit, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I thought you were talking about when you said athleisure. No, <laughs> yeah. So they're kind of they're tucked away over there, and it's by that sushi house. There's sushi over there? Yeah. Dude, I need to go check out that place more. I know there was like a, a Cajun place that opened up not too long ago. I've been meaning to check that place out too. Cajun? I don't think I've ever had Cajun food. It's like a... I forgot it's called. It's something Louisiana related. <laughs> we got them crawdads and Of whatnot. course, yeah. Yeah. It's not authentic Cajun <laughs> food. Grits. It's got Louisiana in <laughs> But yeah, so... We, uh, we're loving that company. The owners are awesome. Nice. The team members are awesome. You know, we kind of have our own little community. That's cool. Uh, I want to go check them out. Yeah. And so. Poke around in there. Yeah. Jordan and I, since we both have individual codes right now, like discount codes. Mm -hmm. And whenever we get married, we're going to push to try and get our same uh, codes like combined mm -hmm. so that we can both like try and promote the company more as a team. That's awesome. Have, a, have like a husband and wife kind of thing because what i found over instagram if you have a, a couple's fitness page mm -hmm. people love that shit oh definitely they're like oh my yeah. god i love this couple they're so sweet you know mm -hmm. whatever and you you have no idea what's going on in their personal life and also you see what they post <laughs> people love youtube couples so you and jordan need to start a start a vlog we need a vlog yeah, yeah. vlog immediately after marriage <laughs> <laughs> get that youtube money on our honeymoon like yo just got married <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring it up to her, see what she says. <laughs> we'll suggest it. See what happens. Do it. Do it. Yeah. But anyways, Power of the internet. Yeah. I mean, you're already doing 73 things. Might as well do 74. Frick, you know, right? Bro? <laughs> I'm so spread. Good God. Yeah. That was one thing that I, I've recognized the past few months is like, I need hyper focus on one thing, mm -hmm. at least just for a season. And so. What's the, what's the hyper focus this season? That's a great question. I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs> so. 
Um, I'm trying to figure out if it's uh, more fitness related or uh, music related. Mm. So hyper focus. Okay, do I focus on building up a bigger clientele or do I say, okay, this is the clientele that I mm-hmm. have for now. I'm good with it. It's paying my bills. Mm-hmm. It's affording me everything I need. Let's like put every bit of extra energy aside for music or do I continue to build fitness? Mm-hmm. You know, so that's kind of my dilemma right now. Cause I'm just, that. I'm just so spread. Yeah. It's like, I can't accomplish anything. So I'm, know? I'm trying to get into the, I did the sign up with is it NASM. Yeah. NASM. Yeah. So I got that yesterday. I'm going to yeah. start doing that tonight. Probably. There you go. Do the 10 week program. And, uh, yeah. So, I mean, do you, do you enjoy it? Do you, I love it. I like, love okay, it, man. Cool. Um, Cause I don't, I can't sell insurance for the rest of my life. I'm no, like, no, no I'm, I'm done with this. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Um, you already have a great way with people. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, if you just build simple, you know, easy relationships with people, they're going to keep coming to you just because you're a friend, you know, cool. Awesome. They're going to pay you money just to be your friend. Yeah. You know, and it helps because you're going to be certified and you know how to give good workout advice, mm-hmm. you know, and coach them up. Um, so my personality type, um, I took multiple different personality tests whenever I was living in Tennessee, and the word that kept coming up in all of my tests... I didn't even know you lived in Tennessee, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, the word that kept coming up was uh, encourager. Nice. And I was like, man, that's like that sounds like a personal trainer. You know, that sounds pretty dope. Yeah. And so, yeah, since I'm just like a natural encourager, it yeah. makes it super easy to be a trainer just because... People, they come to me and they feel like, oh, crap, I can lift like 20 extra pounds a day. Yeah, Just for real. Just that I could. That does help. Like, I've worked out with you twice. It does help a lot. I've worked yeah. out with another trainer before because you're like, oh, I don't need a trainer. I can push myself. But then you actually get a trainer. You're like, oh, I can't push myself like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it's basic human relations, mm. you know, just like being able to read people, feel off, you know, feed off their energy, make sure that they're motivated. That's mm. the hard part. Because I'll give you a trick right here, right now. Um, most people that you deal with who are wanting to get a personal trainer, uh, they're not necessarily suffering from like not knowing what to do. Mm-hmm. They're just not motivated. Yeah, just you know. And so your job as a personal trainer is to tap into that motivation. And one of the best things you can do, and I'm gonna give a tip to everybody out on here. Um, there is an emotional motivation that they bring in that they bring in the doors of the gym, right? Mm. So most people don't go into the gym just to kick their own asses. You know, that seems insane. Yeah. Because they're like, why would I make myself hurt in yeah, the gym for exactly. fun? Like your whole body's telling you don't yeah, do it. Yeah, my, my entire body <laughs> is telling me, hey, stop what you're doing right now and go this home. doesn't feel good. Yeah. So your job is to find what in that person makes them want to come in here. Mm-hmm. So... I'll give like a little scenario. Uh, one of my clients, she came in and she was like, I just had a granddaughter and my knees are so weak and my legs are so weak that I can't bend down on the floor to play with my new grandbaby. And I was like, that's perfect. You just gave me more information than you could have possibly told me in mm-hmm. any consultation. Yeah. We're not working to strengthen your legs, you know, because mm-hmm. that's a really like vague goal. Mm-hmm. We're going to zero in and say, we're working so that you can play with your granddaughter. Yeah. That's going to be the emotional motivation that you bring in every day. And so. That's awesome. Yeah. No, that's um, that's the same way they 
tell you to sell insurance. It's like you get personal with people. You get in, you have yeah. an open conversation. Yeah, yeah. And find out everything you can about them. Right, right. So the same deal. You're like, yeah. oh, you want you want to be able to play with your granddaughter. Let's work out so that mm-hmm. you can do that. So and, that they have a grandmother or grandfather that can be there for most mm-hmm. of their life. And what type of uh, lifts, movements do you do for someone with bad knees? Uh, a lot of stability squats. Okay. Yeah. We start to build up the muscles around the knee. Uh, nice. Even perhaps calf raises in mm-hmm. some instances. And it all depends on the person. And do you feel like uh, you learn a lot of that through the that program? Or do you learn a lot of that through, like, uh, you know, just going out there and doing it and failing and re-doing so, it? I was lucky enough to have someone in my life whenever I first started training who taught me a lot of a lot of cool stuff. Even after I got my cert my certification, uh, this person uh, I used to work for this person, and she was she was one of the co owners of Anytime Fitness, one of the co owners slash operators, I guess. And uh, she's like, "Hey, here are some cool exercises. See how their knees are wanting to buckle in. Let's like put a strap around their legs. Tell them to keep tension on the strap so that they." strengthen the outsides of their legs because the outsides of their legs are weak and that's why their knees keep buckling in. Hmm. So I learned all these really cool tricks and then you start to get a basic feel of how the anatomy of the body works. Mm -hmm. You know, you're like, Oh, well your knees are doing this because this muscle is weak. Let's strengthen this muscle. Bam. All of a sudden you can squat, you know? Uh, and it comes from lots of YouTube videos, lots of continuing education courses, you know, I feel that. But it's also like if you're that deep into it to where you have a certification, you're obviously interested enough to keep studying. Yeah, for sure. And that's the thing. That's what I love about NASM is that like uh, you have to recertify every two years. Mm. So not only is it it keeping you accountable and saying like, hey, you know, you have to keep learning or Mm -hmm. else we're going to take your certification away. Um, It's like encouraging you to continually learn about this ever changing and ever evolving industry. Yeah. That's the thing. It's always changing. So are there ever any like conflicting ideas where you, Oh like, yeah. Oh, oh I yeah. thought this was the correct way last week, but I was wrong. I apologize. Yeah. That <laughs> happened. That happened, especially back in 2012 because, uh, studies, what they were doing was they were performing studies in 2012 that suggested that there was an anabolic window. I don't know if you heard of that. Mm-mm. So this anabolic window basically suggested that you need to have protein within your system to at least two hours after your workout. Okay, so scientists ran with this study. Personal trainers ran with this study for a solid five years. Mm-hmm. And then there was a, a case study out of Ohio, I think. And they were like, hey, actually, uh, you don't – this anabolic window doesn't exist. Wow. Because basically what it was saying was uh, you need to – force feed protein after your workout so that your body has quick access to protein in order to rebuild muscles, mm-hmm. right? Which sounds basic. Sounds, sounds, sounds logical. logical. Yeah. yeah. But your body doesn't work that way. Your body actually accesses the protein intake that you've had for the last 48 hours. Mm. So this case study, I believe it was in Ohio. I might be wrong. Mm-hmm. Found that out and they're like, oh, this, di- this completely disproves that anabolic window theory. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's stuff like that. There's a bunch of stuff happening all so, uh, the time. So a post-workout shake is for tomorrow. Basically, uh, a post-workout shake uh, won't be used. The protein in it probably will not be used until the next day or the day after. Interesting. But what you're, what you're doing is you're replenishing glycogen storages. Mm-hmm. 
with that. Uh, and you're, you're obviously keeping a constant flow of protein in mm-hmm. your system. So if you're taking a post-workout shake, good on you. Keep doing it. You know, but that protein isn't going to be readily accessible until at least I think it was twenty four to thirty six hours. That's very good to know. Do you take uh, creatine as well? Yes. Okay. So creatine, I I take creatine. I believe it's monohydrate. That's within. Uh, no, I take that back. There's a form of creatine in Atlas in all of their pre workouts mm-hmm. that I take. That's just kind of complementary with the with the pre workout itself. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I, I don't take I don't take monohydrate by itself. I took some. It's probably the only Herbalife thing I'm going to keep using because I had some creatine. Is the creatine? Yeah. Yeah, and it's uh, it's double the amount of what I got at Five Star Nutrition. Really? And, and it doubles as a pre-workout, so it's like nice. Might as well keep going with it. There you go. It's like eighty bucks, but ooh, yeah, that's the bad thing. The prices are through the roof. Yeah, they are, <laughs> and they know that they can charge that just because they have such a, uh, like a loyal following, cult following. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got all the single soccer moms. We're just throwing money mm-hmm. at Herbalife right now. But, yeah, I feel like it it does well, you know, for people who are needing to lose a lot of fat. I don't think it really yeah. – I mean, if you're trying to, like, bodybuild, you know, someone in your position probably wouldn't benefit too much. But, I mean, if you were 30 pounds overweight, I think it'd be Herbalife something to look into. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know a whole lot about Herbalife. And what they stand for. Mm-hmm. I know they stand for health and wellness and general stuff like that, which you know I can support. Mm-hmm. What I what I have a hard time supporting is the the pyramid scheme to it. Yeah, know? I don't I don't like the fact that it's like oh, you paid a certain amount of money now you're a wellness coach. Right. Like no, you're not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just make shakes for people. You're not a wellness coach. Yeah. I don't know. But I mean, I like. I mean, there's people in it that I, I'm good friends with. They're good people. Yeah. I, I like being around. Them, they so. they know their stuff too. Yeah. Which is a good thing. Um. Yeah, that's my spiel on uh, nutrition. I mean, nice. I could I could sit and talk shop about that for hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I could too. Yeah, man. I feel yeah, like buddy. I could too. Yeah. So I was gonna ask. Um, we're getting into music next, but I just want to know, like, uh, what's your daily routine like? You know, because I wake up, I go to work at eight thirty. As soon as I get off work, I go to the gym. As soon as I get back from the gym, I cook dinner. And then I sit down and I try to write. If I don't have a mic that night, yeah, I try to write, come up with some new material, you know, yeah. think of things, and that takes up. Like I really don't have any time for socializing, right? Because right. by the time I'm done with that, it's eleven, twelve, sometimes one a.m. Yeah, and then you gotta wake up and go to work, do the yeah. same thing so next day. Like, yeah, I, I, my routine is just like so set and robotic. Yeah, and it's like I'm missing out on having a social life but it's like i think it's worth it at this point yeah for sure i don't, I I don't mean, regret it you're, you're taking steps to pursue to pursue a bigger picture and i can definitely relate to that and sometimes that takes sacrifices of mm-hmm. you know oh i don't want to go out and drink tonight you yeah know? definitely and it's like so. i see my closest friends a few times a month yeah and that's unfortunately that's how it has to be yeah for sure um my daily routine kind of just basically uh, I wake up, I don't eat breakfast, I'll go get a coffee. Mm-hmm. Uh, shouts out to all my palace baristas, my fam. Palace. Because you're keeping me going. Um, I'll grab some coffee. Usually I got sessions start around 9 a.m. Uh, 
get the sessions going. Uh, and if I have any spare time, like an hour or two in between training sessions, I'll go back up to palace. And that's whenever I do like my, conti- my continuing education, mm-hmm. I might work on music. I might, uh, watch some informational nutrition podcast, some stuff like that. You know, Joe Rogan has a bunch of crazy fitness experts yeah, on his podcast. That's insane. Yeah. That I'll, I'll watch those and get some awesome information. Did you listen to ideas. that guy? I don't remember if he was like a he was some sort of military guy. The special ops guy. The, yeah. The they tan. talked about they talked about Turkish get-ups, and the day after I heard that, I went to the gym and I tried those. Dude, they're intense. They're hard as shit. They are hard as <laughs> shit. Tanner, Tan. Ah. I think I, it was Pat McSomething. Pat McNaren. Yes. Yes. Like that. that man is a hoss. Yeah. Oh I was. I followed him on Instagram. He's doing yeah. a hundred pound bag, lifting it up, setting it back down, like laying down with it. Standing all the way up, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, pack. Yeah, yeah. That's that guy. Yeah, I watched a little bit of it. I haven't watched the whole podcast yet, but that dude. I mean, you just look at him, you're like, "Yep, you know, you know your stuff, mm-hmm. and you mean business." But yeah, so I'll, I'll watch like a podcast like that, and then I usually have like an afternoon, like two or three slots mm-hmm. full of training. So that's like you know from about three to six usually. I've got training sessions, and then after that, I'm I'm in my feeding window. So mm-hmm. my window opens uh, at around one o'clock mm-hmm. every day, and it depends on how, because I'm pretty anal about my times. So if I ate at let's say you know eight thirty, I'm not going to eat until twelve thirty in the next day because mm-hmm. I want to get the that entire sixteen hours. So, um, I, I will I'll probably have like a meal in me or a couple of protein bars or like some cliff bars or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I'll try and hit my, my workout as fast as possible, you know, cause like, I, like we were talking about with our pre-workouts, like usually you got to have something in your stomach so you're not nauseous. Yeah. So I'll have some kind of substantial nutrient in there so that I'm not dead whenever I go in there to work out. I'll work out after my sessions. Jordan and I will do some type of physique training with high intensity cardio at the end. And that puts me at around like 7 p.m. Around 7 p.m., we're hitting like our big meal of the day, you know. Usually it's like my omelet or a burger or mm-hmm. something, you know, just like really, really dense because I need it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just burned a ton of calories. I'm running like off of a deficit, so I've got to replenish right then. And so I'll usually do like a protein shake around then too. And so – for the past couple of weeks after that, Jordan and I will go hang out. We'll like move stuff. We'll do wedding planning. Like she's been doing most of the wedding planning. She's been doing most of like all that just mm-hmm. because she has a vision for it. And I just try my best to help out whenever I can and just help because it's stressful, dude. If whenever you get married, be there for your girl. <laughs> be there for your girl and start helping like in whatever way you can just yeah. to just to help let her know that like you care. Mm-hmm. Because there have been a couple times she's like, do you even care about this wedding? I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just have no idea what I'm doing, you know? <laughs> yeah. and it's so, exactly how I feel when people are like, oh, these are the colors for our wedding. Like, I don't – I'm not color coordinated. I'm not artistic yeah, in that way. Yeah. Like, it's just – Same. Whatever napkins you want, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's – it's easy to kind of get into that mentality. Uh, but I'll try and help her with that. And then that's kind of where we have our, our time together. Mm-hmm. And then – uh during that time, if, if she's working on something with school related, mm-hmm. you know, I might work on some tracks, do some music stuff yeah. or, you know, try and build my online material that I'm trying to release for yeah. training, you know, but 
yeah, that's usually my schedule. It's yeah. pretty. It's pretty go go go. Do you ever? Yeah. Do you ever have time to just relax? Not really. Because yeah, that's hard. It's hard to do that. It it's is crazy. It is. <laughs> uh, I probably relax the most when I'm at work. Really? Yeah, because I have an office job, so I'm just You're just chilling. Yeah, straight chilling. Uh, but even then, I'm like trying to come up with ideas. Like, yeah, I'm thinking about jokes the whole time. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. That's what takes up most of your like mental capacity. Yeah, it really does. Yeah, it's all your crazy. energy right there. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, basically, the whole schedule comes down for me is just like fitness, eating, and then spending time with the person that I love. That's, awesome. Those are really it. Awesome. That's important. Yeah. Yeah. And if I can, I feel like if I can even those out, the extra stuff is just mm-hmm. going to come, you know? Yeah. So how much, um, time do you put into like making a beat? Cause like the, I was just listening to war. Oh, that man. beat's crazy. That beat you sent me. I don't know yeah. the name of it, but you put, you put vocals on it. Was that, that wasn't the same beat, right? No, that was alive. Alive. Okay. alive. Yeah. 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 Man, that's, that's my crazy. One, that was wild. I, th- that's my favorite I don't one. know all the technical terms. Yeah. Like when, when it comes to like producing music and everything. Yeah. Yeah. But it sounded like very like detailed, like very, yeah. So, a lot of, a lot was going on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> bro, there's so much going on with that track and it's one of my most dynamic tracks. So, you know, it's got, yeah. it, it, it forces you into different emotions. It feels, it feelings. feels complex. Mm-hmm. It really is. Like a roller coaster. Yeah. Yeah. Like a roller coaster. Exactly. Exactly. So like, it starts out with like this really like melodic intro and you're like, Oh wow, this is beautiful. Then it hits that bass note mm-hmm. and you're like, Oh shit, it's about to get real. And it forces you into this like hype moment. And then that chorus just drops down. It's this really mellow chorus. Uh, and then that second time through the chorus, it just shoots you right in the face. Um, basically like whenever it comes to writing any type of music, uh, I could spend like three hours on a track or I could mm. spend three weeks on a track, you know? It all depends with the energy that I feel for that said track. Mm. So like if this one's, I'm like, oh, I have a clear cut vision for this right now. I can go in and execute it. Bam, it's done. It's done and I'll upload it the next day. But for a track like Alive, I heard those vocal samples and I was like, oh, this is intense. So I started writing different melodies to the vocal samples and to all the cool stuff that was going on in that intro. And it just kept unfolding. The more that I put into it, the more that the more vision just opened up for that's the track. Awesome. And so that's how I like to treat all of my music that mm-hmm. I that I actually write to and sing to and rap to. Mm-hmm. It, it's a very slow process. It all just kind of unfolds as I continue to work on it. That's if it's beautiful. a track that I'm gonna that I'm gonna upload and sell, mm-hmm. usually it takes no more than a couple of days because my vision's very quick for it. Okay. So, so it's a different, it's, you go in with a different mindset if you're, absolutely. if it's a beat to sell. Absolutely. Okay. Because I'm trying to, I, I want to create uh, music that, uh, NF said it best. He's like, I want to, I want to create music that has an emotion. Mm-hmm. And so that spoke to me whenever I first hit, heard NF. Oh yeah. He's definitely got the emotion. Yeah, he does. And I was like, oh crap, I want that too. You know, but I also, I also want to stick true to my roots in like metal. Mm-hmm. You know, so like that's why there's some screaming mm-hmm. in those raps, and that's why some of it you just feel like that energy of yeah. Oh. That is interesting. What do you, what is that category of music? Is that what experimental is? Because I have no idea. <laughs> Technically, yeah. So there's a guy, the closest that I could relate my screams in rap to in like a in a mainstream artist is Scarlord. I don't know if you heard of this guy. I haven't. Uh. Honestly, like I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of him, but he screams instead of raps, mm-hmm. and so it's like this cool metal infusion with rap and hip hop, 
but it's got like a bunch of trap influences to where it's yeah. just like that heavy, like grimy bass, which is cool. But he considers that to be like, uh, like trap hop or something mm-hmm. like that. I can't remember, but yeah, mine is very experimental. Yeah. That's I'll awesome. get, I'll get like some samples of a jazz band and then oh, throw yeah. it in and it becomes a hip hop song, you know, which, which isn't really uncommon. Mm-hmm. But then whenever I put like screams on top of that, it's just like a really weird mm-hmm. combo. Yeah, so that's, that's I guess badass. yeah, experimental is like, the uh, best way. Like Rage Against the Machine, like you never thought about their lead singer as a rapper, but he was he was on stage rapping, yeah, and screaming. Oh, like bro, Rage Against the Machine, killing it, iconic. Those guys were crazy. Whoa. Those guys are awesome. Yeah, and I think uh, I didn't know this until probably a couple years ago, but the uh, like Tom Morello, the guitarist, yeah, two of the members from Rage Against the Machine worked with uh, what's his name? I got it. Chris Cornell, they were an audio slave. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah, like, so Rage Against the Machine broke up, and then they became audio slave. That's so awesome. Yeah, and then they, uh, I think Tom Morello is playing with Prophets of Rage right now. Nice. And I know the lead singer. I can't remember the lead singer's name right now. But uh, he was in a, a Day as a Lion is the name of the band. David Martinez sent me a video of him. I was like, dude, I didn't know he was still making music. Wow. Yeah. But That man's wild. Have you ever For seen sure. footage of them back in like Woodstock in '99? Maybe if I if I like came across on Facebook, maybe. Bro, I'll have to send you some links because it's crazy. Back whenever Limp Biscuit was hot. Oh yeah, and corn. Those are the days. Yeah, dude, I'm going to a corn concert in August. Are corn, you really? Corn and Allison Chains oh, in uh, Albuquerque. God. I'm excited. Like that's gonna be fun. That was one of my goals to see corn before I die. Really? Or before they die? You know? <laughs> Whichever one comes first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I got you. Um. Heck yeah. Do you know what what uh what venue you're going to? I have no idea. I could probably check. Bro. There's a there's a couple cool venues in Albuquerque. There's one that I went to to go see the Devil Wars Prada and Vale of Maya, you know, all metal bands. But nice. it, it used to be an old theater. So it's like mm-hmm. got that big arch where the stage is, where the like the curtains come down and everything. But they turned it into a uh to like a, a metal venue. Hell yeah. It is super sick. But got to see some really dope bands there. I just realized I don't know how to spell Albuquerque when I'm trying to Google this. <laughs> it's uh, Isleta Amphitheater. Isleta. Okay, I haven't been to that one. I bet it's pretty freaking dope. It's got to be. But yeah, have you ever been to uh, Red Rocks? I don't think so. Anytime someone brings up concerts, I bring up Red Rocks. Really? <laughs> I've only been to like two concerts. But I saw Kid Cudi and Tyler the Creator. Ooh, I bet in, that was like in Red Rocks. It was amazing. Yeah, it's like... On it's literally the walls. It's like an amphitheater outdoors, and the walls. You're like literally inside of like a not a mountain. What do you call it? Like a plateau. Yeah, like a plateau. Like it's yeah. it's inside of a rock, and it's it's insane. It's crazy. Heck yeah, dude. That's sick. And everybody was stoned out of their mind. So. Oh, I bet. <laughs> I bet. No, but it's great. It's great being at a concert like Kid Cudi because everyone in the crowd knows all the words. Yeah, and you just all feel like together. he doesn't even have to sing it. Like yeah. the entire crowd could sing That's it. Insane. And he came out in a spacesuit. I was like, "This is cool. This is cool. That's pretty dope. <laughs> yeah. That's sick." And he had he set up moon rocks everywhere before he came out on stage. That's awesome. Yeah, that's my hero. But like, uh, I was talking. I had a guy on my last podcast. He's a he's a teacher. He teaches English at like Travis Middle School. Yeah, and they, he told him he liked Kid Cudi, and they're like, "Oh, my dad listens to Kid Cudi." Like Kid Cudi's already old school, man. That's what's crazy. What? No. Because <laughs> he was I like, feels so old. Because he was like Kendrick Lamar, Childish Gambino. They're like, oh, so you like old school music? And I thought about it, and it was like, yeah, they were seven years old when that music came out. 
So it's like that that was their radio music. That is. That was their wow. like, oh, this is so they're out listening, you know, to like Blueface, I guess. I don't know who's who's popping right now in the to seventeen year olds. Blueface. Fifteen year olds. Yeah, I'd rather punch myself in the face. Oh, it's funny though. Man. Uh G Easy did a song with Blueface. And I was like, mm. This dude is trash. That's that's the thing though, is like I don't even think they really care who they collab with. They're just like, How many hits is this gonna get? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> You know, Jeezy's all about his money. For sure. That's it. So, I don't know. There's a bunch of weird artists out there nowadays. Lil Pump, freaking 6 9 Lil Pump works with every- Lil Pump got to work with Kanye. He's, you don't, you don't deserve even that. deserve. No. <laughs> not at all. Why would you get? No. You do not get to deserve with the uh, man who made graduation. That's crazy. It really is. Nothing that he has written even compares to graduation. Yeah, not at all. I mean, I haven't really listened to his music, but everything I've heard is trash. Yeah. My, so I don't follow Kanye religiously like some people do, but my worship pastor (laughs) was like, bro, you need to go listen to St. Pablo. Really? And I was like, for real? Like, I I haven't listened Mm -hmm. to that album front to back or anything. He was like, you need to. Have you listened to Kids See Ghosts? No. Oh my god! Is it good? It's amazing. Really? Yeah. It's just, What's so amazing about it? What? It's just be, what I've always loved about Kanye, besides his like original work because he's amazing. Mm-hmm. But like he's he put he helped bring Kid Cudi to the forefront, and so he's been collaborating with Kid Cudi for a decade at least. Yeah. And that whole album is just those two, just going in like the melodies. And him and the, Kid Cudi. Yeah. The oh. whole album is just him and Kid Cudi, and the uh, what's cool about it is like the beats are like really um like uplifting and positive or is it vice versa like no no like the beats are really like menacing and dark yeah but like the lyrics are uplifting and positive so it's like a it's so like got a, this dichotomy yeah every emotion. song is like a juxtaposition yeah and it's 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 badass okay okay gives me a little bit more insight to and it. kid cuddy's like all over it because i like kid cuddy's my favorite artist of all time so really yeah he's been kind of out of the game for a little bit hasn't he? yeah he was for a while what's he up was, with that I don't know, man. He's he's supposed to drop an album this year, but uh, oh snap! I know there was one year where he was like contemplating suicide, you know, checking to rehab. But I think he's good now. <sighs> Poor dude. I know that sucks. He was on a uh, he was on Joe Rogan's podcast. Yeah, I went I went all the way back to find that one. Yeah, it was a good one. That was that was a good one. Yeah, I didn't get to watch all of it, but seeing him in person, just talking normally, just like having regular conversation. Yeah, it is I was crazy. Like, oh. <laughs> You're a totally different guy than whatever I had, in, had yeah, like, the, envisioned of him. That's the like beauty of like podcasts and internet. Like when an artist goes on to Rogan or The Breakfast Club, yeah, I like start getting into him. Like I, I watched a Twenty One Savage interview on The Breakfast Club, and I was like, okay, this guy, he's man, I, I prejudged him. Yeah. yeah, I went back and listened to his music. It's like okay, he's got yeah. he's got some things going. But then you get like Lil Pump or uh, <laughs> Soldier Boy on there. I didn't know that Soldier Boy was still making music. I didn't either. I I can't stand that. He's man. got he's got a bunch of apps and he's like he's working a lot in a lot of he's got his hands in a lot of things. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. I saw him on the Breakfast Club and I was like, "You're exactly the way you were ten years ago. <laughs> You're the exact same." You. Yeah. I hated got that, that song Gucci headband. <sighs> I hated that song too. We were in like I guess you were in like fifth grade. I was in sixth grade. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was popping during the junior high or the intermediate dances. Yeah, I remember everybody that. out there doing the dance, and then the Travis Barker drum cover. Yeah, oh. it was a good time. Travis, did you watch that podcast with Travis Barker on the road? No, I didn't. That was a good one. I didn't realize Travis Barker works with a ton of artists. 
like really? in hip hop. Like he was like he produced a lot for um, X Tentacion. No way. And then he produced. He's producing a lot for the Suicide Boys right now. Oh, I could see that. So yeah, it makes Suicide Boys that one. Crazy. That one does make sense. But yeah, yeah, he's got. He's doing a lot. Dang, that's cool. That dude's super talented. I'm proud of him. Bro, how unprofessional would it be if I took a pee real fast? Dude, go ahead. I have to pee as well. So awesome. We'll take might, turns. And I might pause up. it. You know, I'll just, I'll just play one of your beats. Do it. Which one? Do, which one do you want me to play? Do uh, do war. I like that one. We're gonna play some war. Where's it at? Oh, it's right next to you. It's right to this door. <laughs> yeah. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. So convenient. I wasn't sure if the full beat would be on here because it looks like it might be a preview. Oh really? Are you on beat stars right now? No, I'm on Talon 195. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good call. Yeah. So that's my like personal site where I do all that. Um, nice. Yeah, buddy. Did you design the site? I did. Really? So you got the the things moving in the back? How are you so good at everything? Dude. Let's get down to it. <laughs> uh, I honestly don't know. 
honestly don't know. <laughs> I'm very creative whenever it comes to creating. So the so. The, the Instagram posts where the like the visuals when you post a song and it's like a moving yeah back you you put all that together. I sure did. Sure Son did. Love a bitch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I I started getting into videography and After Effects and that kind of stuff um, just recently, just because I have an eye for uh, anything artistic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and an ear, I guess, as well for artistic, you know, creations or whatever. And so, uh, if I'm being completely honest, uh, this is going to sound crazy to some people. <clears throat> whenever I would, whenever I lived in Tennessee, I was actually at a ministry there. And, uh, basically like not to put a damper on everything. Um, I was like extremely suicidal my senior year of high school. Oh man. Yeah. Just life kind of sucked for a little bit. And so my parents saw, they were like, yo, you're not okay. What's going on? And I was mm-hmm. acting out doing a bunch of just dumb shit. Wait, you were in Tennessee your senior year of high school? No, I moved right after my senior, my senior year. So I graduated from Canyon that summer. Uh-huh. Uh, I raised money and moved to Tennessee. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, okay, yeah. Gotcha. So that's a freaking crazy story too. So, uh, I went on this like uh, church trip to Tennessee and they were, my youth pastor was like, Hey man, you might check out this place that we're stopping at. It's called Narrowgate. I was like, all right, cool. I check it out. And he was like, I think you should go here. And I was like, nah, nah. But then as soon as I walked in, like it, it's in Tennessee. So like the hills are just like rolling. Mm-hmm. There's trees everywhere. You know, the exact opposite of here in Amarillo. Yeah. And so I was just captivated by like the environment. Yeah, and just man. the beauty of it. And I, I was feel like, like anytime I get out of Amarillo, I'm captivated. Yeah, no, for real. <laughs> Even in like, Lubbock, I'm like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I was there, I was just like mesmerized and, uh, I walked in through the barn doors where we were having our event or whatever. And immediately, like I just started crying and like, I, I don't know what it was. Like, I I'd like to think it was a Holy spirit moment and mm-hmm. I just kind of felt something that yeah. I hadn't felt before. And I was like, Oh wow, this is crazy. Uh, and so they're like, Hey, you could come here, but it's $15,000 because you live here for eight months it, Six to eight months, you know, kind of depends. Is it a college? No, it's a ministry. So basically you go there, you live there, they uh-huh. feed you, they help clothe you, they give you a bed, they give you all $15,000 for eight months? Yeah. That's more expensive than WT. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, man, I don't have that kind of money. And they were like, you know, just pray about it, think about it, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so... Anyways, it comes up to like the week before I'm supposed to ship out to move there. Mm. And they're calling me like, hey, we're so excited to see you. And I'm like, yeah, I still ain't got your money. <laughs> and uh, I call the accountant lady who's running the running the books for them. And I was like, hey, I'm really sorry. You know, I'm not going to be able to make it. You know, I just can't pay for it. I'm 18 and broke. I'm working at a restaurant as a waiter. You mm. know, there's no way I can pay this. And she, she started laughing on the phone. And I was like, that's really rude. My initial reaction was like, that's super rude. What the heck? And she was like, it's so funny. No one's told you. I was like, what do you mean no one's told me? And she was like, well, someone anonymously paid 15 grand for you to come here. Oh, wow. Yeah. And like, I just hung up the phone. I told my mom. She started crying. And like a week later, I, I was in Tennessee. That's incredible. Yeah. How long were you there? I was there for a little over a year. Mm. Yeah, 14 months. And that was, uh, you were feeling suicidal in Tennessee? 
No. Okay, so, that was before you left. That was before I okay, left. Okay. And so basically their entire thing is like a discipleship program. And mm-hmm. they basically just say, hey, you know, here's your, here's your identity in Christ. Here's scripture to back up your identity. Here's who you really are. Now let's start acting out of that position. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the way that this ties into my creativity was because while I was there, we did something called a, a uh, vision and statement. Uh, no, a vision and purpose statement. Uh, we called it our VP, the vision and purpose. And basically, you go out in the woods for 24 hours. And you have no media, no outside source of uh, distraction. You go out there and all you do is pray. I love doing that. Yeah. I did that at Palo Canyon. Did you really? Yeah. Freaking sick, right? Yeah, it's badass. I was out there and I just started praying. And I was like, God, you know, what do you want for me? And this is like the perfect place to do it because you have nothing that's going to like distract you except mm-hmm. your own thoughts. And so I'm out there and I heard God say, he's like, hey, you were made to create. Whatever you touch, I'll bless. Whatever you touch, I'll bless. And so I heard that. That's amazing. Yeah, I heard that and I was like, wow. So I came back and I was a welder for a while. I was a damn good welder. Uh-huh. I was going to get certified and then I cut off my fingers. You know, oh yeah, you told that yeah, story last time. I, was, I cut off my fingers. And I was Wild, like, dang! I want to do personal training, so I don't cut off my fingers. <laughs> became a personal trainer. Became a pretty good personal trainer, and then I started creating music. Became pretty good at that. Whatever you touch, I'll bless. Started that's, producing. That's you know, amazing. Videos, you know, started and it's it's been pretty evident in the activities that I've engaged in. Wow. Recently, and so I've just kind of held that promise pretty close to the chest. Uh, and so yeah, incredible. Yeah. And, and, the thing is, like, whatever I touch, it's mainly creative stuff because that's mm-hmm. what catches my heart. Yeah. You know, and my heart just kind of, like, starts beating fast, and I get really excited about it. Like, same with you in comedy, you know? I get that same kind of feeling. I'm like, oh, I could do this, but I could do it with my own twist, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. Nice. So, yeah. what do you think um, – well, first, I'll ask that after. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you're, you're, was it the pastor in Tennessee that told you to listen to St. Pablo? No, no, no. <laughs> so <laughs> – so I moved back from Tennessee, uh, honestly, because I felt like God was calling me back home because mm-hmm. uh, I have family here. And I, I got plugged in at a church here in Amarillo, and the worship pastor there became quickly became one of my best friends. And so we actually just went and got coffee this past week. Mm-hmm. And he was like, and he came in with like his eyes all wide. And I was like, what's up, man? He's like, bro, I was just listening to St. Pablo. And I was like... <laughs> cool and he's like you need to listen to that thing <laughs> i'm just curious like what tracks he pointed out like what was his he didn't point out any tracks he was honestly like bro there's something like heavenly about his music and he was being dead serious like yeah. sold uh-huh. and i was like what do you mean there's something heavenly mm. like that's not worship music i don't know what you're talking yeah. about he was like he's pulling from something i was like all right bro i'll, oh, there's I'll that, listen to it there's that song what's it called i don't remember how it's i, I just know it, it starts out with like a choir yeah. He goes, you're the only power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A beautiful morning. But then he says, she just bleached our asshole. And that song it kind of turns me off at that point. But yeah. the beginning is amazing. Yeah, yeah. And that goes into a, a part two where he's got Panda mm. and Designer. Yeah, I know those two songs. goes from power to part two. And he does the remix on a, on Panda. And I don't, I don't know if you have a Twitter, but uh, they've been posting a lot of videos because of his Sunday school. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, dude, it looked freaking sick. It really does. I was like, oh, what? <laughs> I hope that makes it to the album because he was supposed to drop his album. He's like, hold up, I gotta go to Africa first. <laughs> gonna record my whole album in Africa, wow. and then he was gonna drop it again. But he's like, I just went on tour with Kid Cudi, 
and it's not ready. So it's it's probably not going to drop until like 2020. <laughs> Why not? Why not? That's the thing with rappers. They always say that like, oh yeah, I got I got a I got an album coming out this time. Oh man, it just got pushed back. Oh man, yeah. you know, little Uzi Vert was doing the same thing. Yeah. Eminem, he just drops it out of nowhere. He don't do no promoting. That's, that's what I like about J. Cole. Is like that's his J. Cole same way, yeah, yeah. He doesn't care at all about marketing. Nope. Which is pretty cool. When you got when you got like the same kind of reputation as J. Cole, you don't need to market. Yeah, that's true. It's true. But it's kind of like shown that the traditional ways of like putting out music or putting out art is becoming obsolete. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's what's cool. Makes the music industry super hard to work in. Super hard because like, um, number one, you could, you could make something that pops like mm-hmm. something that fits the industry perfectly. But if you don't, if you don't advertise that correctly, you could just get lost in the algorithm, you know? Interesting. And I've found that, uh, I'd like to think that some of my music pops and I may, I may be conceited in saying that and that's okay just cause I'm confident in my work. Now you but, should be confident in your work. Yeah. Yeah, and I am, but I feel like I get lost in the algorithm a lot. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I I'm also not the best at networking. Yeah. Like I can talk to people all day long, but whenever it comes to making business connections, I'm like shit, I don't know. You yeah, know? when it when it comes to to stand up comedy, networking is huge. Really? Yeah, and the, I could imagine so. Once you start doing stand up, you realize like there's a million and a half comedians. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, everyone and their mom is a comedian right now. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's, it's getting out of hand. So tell me about the comedy industry. Like, how do you go about promoting yourself? Do you just go to open mics? Do you do as much stand-up as you possibly can? Yeah, just I go to, to open exposure? mics. I just try to post Instagram as much as possible. That was my big... I'm having a bigger push for 2019 to just put put small clips of, of stuff I enjoy on uh, Instagram, like bits. Yeah. And just try to promote this podcast. I don't really know how to promote this podcast, but yeah, find ways to do that, man. I'm just... Really, my mentality is just like to put as right now. I'm just putting all the work in, and eventually it's gonna grow and become something. Yeah, for sure. It's gonna be bigger. But right now, I just gotta grind. Yeah, so, yeah. That's the mode. But yeah, I hit every mic possible. I've um, reached out. I reached out to 27 businesses. I got three or four to like, yeah, come do a show, come do an open mic. Wow. So yeah, Heck I yeah. mean, I don't 27, get, only three or four hit you back. Yeah, but worked out. That's what's that's how it has to go but i mean you can't really there's a i feel like there's a limit in amarillo there's a ceiling and yeah. maybe there's not because the internet you know and that dude hayden pedigo went viral and he got on adult swim and everything so maybe there's yeah. not but it's just harder here yeah but yeah. then i don't know see because i want to build i want to build something here but at the same time i don't know like i don't know if it's worth it i don't know if it'll right. actually catch on in amarillo because i was talking to a guy and i was like yeah i want to I want to make sure there's a scene before I leave. And he was like, don't wait for Amarillo. Like, I wait, I, I waited for Amarillo to catch up with me, and it never did. And I regretted Dang. it. Dang. Like, That's hard. Yeah. That's hard stuff right there. It really is. Yeah. Man, I, I was uh, I was talking to my man. And uh, I'm not going to mention any names right here, but uh, he's talking about another producer. And he was like, man, this producer right now, he like he don't even know how to quantitize, which is which is lingo for like basically making sure that your beat is on. It's basically like tight on the tempo. Right. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even know how to quantize. But this dude's got a following because he lives in Dallas 
and he's readily he's like he had he has access to all these different artists who are looking yeah. for beats and everything and i was like damn dude and he showed me some of his beats and i was like yeah they're pretty good but you know like as a producer like you're a perfectionist mm-hmm. and you're trying to find the mix and everything and how everything kind of sits well and evenly in your ears and i was like dang like i i, th- I feel like some of my beats are better than this like yeah. why is mine not popping he's like man it's just because we're in amarillo yeah that's so, that's a real thing because i've yeah. met i've met comics out of denver and dallas yeah and no offense to them but i think i'm better yeah and they're yeah, you should you should feel like that they're I mean, doing they're doing they're doing well yeah and they're touring and it's like i'm an amarillo no one gives a shit what i have to say right <laughs> right right so what are some of the businesses that you're doing like the most work with i see you do a lot of stuff with left woods yeah um it's mostly bars um rounders we just had a we just had a new open mic at handlebar yeah. It's a biker bar. Oh, okay. And I was I was a little nervous. Like I don't know how bikers are gonna respond. They're right. super supportive and nice. Really? Yeah, bikers yeah. are bikers are awesome. That's awesome, dude. <laughs> um or else eight oh six has always been a staple. Left Woods oh, yeah. has always been a staple. Yeah. Um well, I was doing Broken Spoke for a little bit, but they were like we we kind of turned them off to it. Really? Yeah, because there's some comics that like to get pretty vulgar. Ooh. You know, so they were like, Hey, we're all booked for March. Thanks anyway. <laughs> all right, cool. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> Dang. And, so, uh, so do you kind of have to rely on the, on the characteristics of other comics in the area too, just to make sure that you have a, an opening somewhere? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, like when I book a show, I know who the solid guys are, uh-huh. but when it comes to open mics, you know, it's just whoever wants to go up. Ooh. And so yeah, sometimes they'll they'll say some things, and it's like, like dude, Whoa, dude, you kind of bombed there. Yeah, like yeah. this guy is probably listening. I'm not gonna say his name, but we were at uh, MJ's is another one we do. We're doing that one Monday. Yeah, but uh, he just said he had a joke about Xbox Live. Yeah, and it wasn't necessarily offensive, but he was just talking about how the word faggots used a lot online yeah and there was a table full of gay dudes he said faggot like six times and they were like no they just all walked all their beers were full and they were so mad they just left full beers oh shit i was like ah (laughs) that was that was was one of our three tables bro yeah (laughs) yeah dang dude that's rough yeah but then i mean it's it's art and it's free and so it's like i i who am i to tell him hey change that you know what i mean right right because i say dark things yeah. So I say offensive things, but I, I, if you package it in a way that's funny more than it's offensive, it's okay. Yeah. You can kind of hide the offense behind humor. Yeah, exactly. And then yeah. some people don't, some people don't know how to toe the line the correct way Yeah, and they go way too over Yeah, and then everyone's, they just piss off a whole room of people. Yeah. <laughs> you know who I feel like does a good job at hiding offense behind humor? Bill Burr. Bill Burr. Absolutely. Yeah, Bill Burr is a legend because of the fact that he'll he'll make a statement yeah. that no one agrees with. He'd be like, "You should never hit a woman. Are you serious?" Yeah. And then he goes into a bit. <laughs> yeah. He goes into a five minute bit about why it's it's reasonable, like why women deserve to get hit. He's not going to hit them, but here's all the reasons why yeah. you should hit yeah. a woman. <laughs> I watched that special, dude. That special was fantastic. That's so iconic. Yeah, and then he started talking about. Uh, religion and everything and usually like if i if i hear a guy like daniel tosh talking about religion like there's a bit of me that kind of takes a little bit of offense i'm like Mm -hmm. oh shit you know you're hitting something that's pretty close to my heart but then whenever bill burr did it i was like god this is actually pretty funny yeah (laughs) the way the way he presents it (laughs) yeah it's amazing yeah this guy uh andrew shoals i don't know if you've heard of him he was he used to be on 
was it Guy Code? Yeah, he was on Guy Code. He's a. Uh, Is that that old TNT movie or like TV show? Yeah, it was on Spike, I think. Oh, Spike. Yeah. yeah, I remember Spike. But yeah, he was on there. He's a really funny comedian. He has this whole bit about uh, transvestites. Oh God. Because he's like, they're they're saying the word tranny is offensive, and he's like, it's just short for transvestite, like grandmother, granny. Oh no, it's transgender. Transgender, tranny. <laughs> it's like, it's like sorry, trannies. And then he goes into a bit where he's like talking about Caitlyn Jenner. And he's uh-huh. like, she's got a little too much Bruce in there, but. <laughs> But eventually, they're going to look amazing. And he's like, yeah. the whole thing is like super, like it, if he didn't present it in the correct way, yeah, it would be extremely offensive and yeah, people would be sure. trying to cancel him. For sure. But it's 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 written so well yeah. that it's like you have to laugh. Like it's just, it's just funny. Yeah, yeah. What was funny to me was that uh, Bill Burr did an entire stand-up about like racism. Mm-hmm. And if you look at it in the crowd, there's like a pretty solid number of like people from different races like mm-hmm. you got blacks and then there's yeah. some chinese people and there's obviously some white people there but i was watching i was like i'm surprised that all these guys are coming to support this kind of humor mm-hmm. you know just because yeah. it seems kind of countercultural. yeah it doesn't like make sense all the way in my brain sometimes you know uh yeah and so that's mm-hmm. one of the things that i really love about comedy is that like it's i don't know it, it feels like I feel like it surpasses any type of uh, uh, cultural boundaries. Yeah, you know, and, and comedy brings cultures together. Yeah. It breaks down barriers. You think so? Absolutely. Yeah. And Bill Burr, he never mentions it, but Bill Burr has a black wife. And Does he's, he he's really? He's never once mentioned it on stage. What? Yeah. So I like respect him even more, just for like not even to be like, I can say this because my wife's black. You know, like he's yeah, just yeah. Keeps Interesting. On. I did not know that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Super that, that yeah, there is just immediate like a boost of respect for that guy, right? Awesome. Like he he can go out there and like theoretically start dropping like the n word. Yeah, just be like, oh, my wife's black, <laughs> and then all the black people would have to like cut him a break, you know? Maybe, maybe. No, but that dude is that dude is incredible. Absolutely, he's he's one of the best comedians to ever do it. Yeah, I agree. hands down, I agree. Him and Chappelle. Are like probably two of the best alive, and I think Louis, despite him getting in trouble, he's still one of my favorite comedians ever. Really? Yeah. It's so funny how now people are getting in trouble for things they said or did ten plus years ago. Mm-hmm. So funny. It's crazy. I mean, the Cosby yeah. one makes sense, but like, yeah, for sure that <laughs> that one was yeah he needed to be reprimanded for that, no doubt. But, but yeah, like pulling up tweets from ten years ago is ridiculous. Yeah. It's like, man, I said something dumb 10 years ago. For, yeah. for what's his name? James Gunn, who was going to oh, be the yeah. director for... He made a pedophile joke or a video or something. Like It was it was all a joke. Yeah, and so people like, took offense to it and they fired him. But he's 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 directing the third movie. Yeah, they brought him back. <laughs> Which is good, I think. Yeah, dude. The first two were amazing. Debatably, some of my favorite Marvel movies were the Guardians of the I Galaxy. I agree, man. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy and Deadpool were my t- have been my two favorite like i don't even like superhero movies but those two really i'll, I'll keep watching did those. you watch infinity war i didn't <laughs> bro I didn't, I didn't watch the movies leading up to it you, you don't really like, need to yeah but everyone's like here's how the order you should watch the marvel movies in yeah and that's like stupid 27 movies yeah people do, that. Yeah, like, people do like, that about star wars that's stupid i don't have time to watch 27 marvel movies just freaking watch the movie <laughs> and then if you're interested and see their come up story like go watch their come up story Makes sense. I could understand, like, if you're, like, really anal about chronological order, 
and you want to see how everything unfolds or whatever. But I'm not. It's like, you know, yeah. I like I like Iron Man, so I'm going to mm-hmm. watch the Iron Man movies. Dude, I you like, um, what's his name? Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. Oh. His, his sense of humor is, is, is very good. Yeah. He's a, he's a great superhero. Yeah, his timing for all of his punchlines is... Love it. He's probably my favorite of the superheroes and like as far as Avengers go. Really? I've never liked Captain America. Yeah. Even as a kid, as a cartoon, I didn't like the cartoon. Yeah, so I didn't either. And what's up with this girl that just came out with uh, Captain Marvel? Did you see that? Bro, you I, see all the crap that she yeah, got? she got a ton of crap. Because oh. well, she came out and she was like, this is, a wim- this is a movie for women of color. This is a feminist. Like, Just, just call it a superhero movie. What it's are you doing? It's just a superhero movie. <laughs> Relax. You're not making waves. Yeah, they Keep trying to put messages into entertainment. Just yeah. let it be entertainment. Tell that to Wonder Woman. Tell that to the Scarlet Witch. Tell that to all these different superheroes. Did women. Wonder Woman have a have a message? Oh yeah, I dude. didn't even watch it. Wonder Woman. I heard like, great had things about it. So it had such a feminist backing, and it just turned me off of the movie. Like if people would have been like, "Yo, this is a great movie," I'd yeah. be like, "Oh shit, let's go watch that." Yeah. But instead, people were like, "This is a win for women." I was like, "Since when has yeah. a woman wanted to dress up and save a city?" <laughs> that is a very masculine task. Let me pull my tits out while I save this city. <laughs> no, like, I don't mean that in a sexist way, but like, not a whole lot of. I don't. Growing up, I'll say this, okay? Through my adolescence and childhood, I did. I never met a woman who was vigilant mm-hmm. in their in their character. That's fair. I mean, there's female police officers and there's women that go into the military, but yeah, I see what yeah, you mean. Yeah. And so that was that was kind of uh, countercultural to me. I mean, I was like, why, why, why would women want to do that? It's obviously less common. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, but then I feel like the feminist group got yeah. onto this just because they they're. I'm not even going to say yeah. that. We're going to cause too much waves <laughs> on this. Ba- on, um, That's the whole thing about woo. you know you follow. Do you know who Jordan Peterson is? I don't think so. Oh, okay, he's been on Rogan's podcast several times. He's just a Canadian psychologist. And uh, he got in trouble. Yes, I do actually know who this he, is. Because he didn't want to call people by their preferred pronouns. Yep. Or yep. And it's not that he didn't want to. It's the fact they were they made it a law and they yep. were forcing him to do that. They were yep. enforcing speech. Yeah. But uh, he made a point because <laughs> did he go Ben Shapiro on it? A little bit. Like oh, this lady man. was interviewing him about uh, equality, gender equality. Yeah. And he was like, ninety percent of bricklayers are men. Should we should we make that equal? Yeah. It's like ninety percent, ninety five percent of lumberjacks are men. Do we need to do we need to split that up and make that equal? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he had some really good points. Yeah, and the lady was just like, "Oh, my bad." <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. No, I definitely feel like that there are specific professions that men statistically are proven to be better at. Absolutely. And I don't know. I I feel like if, if women felt like they weren't getting a fair share of mm-hmm. like superhero movies. That's fair. Like, mm-hmm. I totally understand that. But don't call it a win for the feminist movement. That's yeah. a win for entertainment. I mean, there's there's differences in the genders, and there's always going to be exceptions. You know, yeah. there's always going to be yeah. elite women who can kick ass in the UFC. Oh but, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Serena Williams isn't going to beat the top male tennis player. No, she's just not. No, that's just how it is. Absolutely not. <laughs> you know, that just comes down to basic anatomy too. Have you heard that bit from a? Uh, I think it was from Bill Burr about the the guy who became a transvestite, became a woman, went into the UFC. I don't think I've heard the. Bit. Oh my god, it's hilarious! But it just it just goes to show that men 
due to testosterone levels, are more prone and apt to be able to kick ass better in hand-to-hand combat. Yeah. So if a man becomes a woman by choice, there needs to be some sort of restriction so that this man does not compete at a professional level. Absolutely. There's high school boys that are changing their gender and dominating in track. And yeah. It's like, dude, you're cheating. Yeah. <laughs> that That is like blatantly cheating. <laughs> That's Put so your crazy. penis back on. Oh, I can't say that. Uh, I can't say you that. You can if you want. Nah, dude. Well, living in such a conservative uh-huh. environment as we do in Amarillo, mm-hmm. Texas, which there there are some liberal ideas here. They really are. It's it's becoming a melting pot. Yeah, it kind of is. Um, Especially in our generation. Yeah. Our generation is, was heavy for, for Beto in that whole election. <laughs> and Bernie. So... <laughs> I can't talk on on any politics. You know, I'll get I'll get reprimanded just because I have ignorant beliefs. Mm-hmm. And, I, Me too. and I'll admit Me too. to that. I have ignorant beliefs. Everyone do. does. Yeah. The people who can't admit that they don't know something are the worst people. <laughs> yeah, I agree. You you should be able to say, "Hey, I'm not an expert on this, but I'll look into it." Yeah. Hey, I'm not an expert on this. Well, Fox I... News told me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not an expert on this, but I have an opinion. Yeah. I don't think that social I I think that I don't think that communism is the way to go. Not at all. I think that capitalism is the way to go. Like, I would understand communism if it was like our government wasn't corrupt. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, no one trusts our government. No, no, no. one likes the the liberals who are pushing for communism. Don't even like the president. Right. So, like, let's give the president all the power. What? Yeah. What is that? <laughs> what are you? Where are no, you going? No, we're gonna give this? the president all the power if it's Beto. Yeah, if only if it's better. If it's Bernie Sanders or, or if whoever, it's, uh, whoever your dude Ocasio-Cortez. is, Ocasio Cortez, and she's only what twenty five, twenty nine. Nah, she's like twenty nine. She's ridiculous. Ah. <laughs> Some of the stuff she says. Yeah, and it's then, like it's like if I were to get into politics, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like we're we're probably the same amount of qualified. Like she was a bartender. I could. I mean, it's like if if, if I I'm were a stand up comedian, <laughs> like we probably did bits together. If you I know? were just to be a congressman tomorrow, I would be in her shoes, and I'd be. Yeah. Be talking hella shit, you know. Like yeah. Ocasio Cortez is just the liberal version of Donald Trump. Yeah, in my I agree. opinion, I, that's I agree. exactly what it is. They just talk out their ass. You know what's hilarious? <laughs> Next time you watch an interview with her, someone will ask her to define something. This blew my mind the first time I saw it. Anytime she's asked to define something, she gives an opinion. She's like, "Well, I think that mm-hmm. democratic socialism is this." Mm-hmm. It's like, "No, define it." <laughs> so that the world can know exactly where you're coming from. She'll say that she thinks it's this, and then three interviews later, she'll contradict herself. Yeah. It's and wonderful. Then I see people on Facebook going, she's a genius. She's going to be a future president. Like, do you really believe that? Do you no. really believe that? No. Like, you should, you should be able to call out the hypocrisy on your side. Yeah. But people have failed to do that. Yeah. I feel like we need a non, non-partisan president. Like, yeah, a, absolutely. Someone who can... Uh, <laughs> we should be we should be able to vote for people without being affiliated to a party. Yeah, I agree, and I feel like we should promote more critical thinking. Yeah, as a nation, which is I don't even know how you would start doing that. <laughs> I don't either. I don't either. Maybe it's education reform, but I, I feel like critical thinking is a uh, characteristic that we are drastically lacking in, mm-hmm. especially in younger generations. Yeah, definitely. But you know, I believe. 
I don't know. I don't know if I believe it now that I mention it. <laughs> now that I'm saying it out loud. Go and mention it. Mention but it. But I was going to say, like, I believe as human beings, we can we can overcome, you know, because we've been through wars. We've been through Holocaust. We've yeah. been through the Great Depression. Like, we can we can swing back and fix what we've we can we can correct ourselves. Yeah. But I don't know if we're past the point of correction. <laughs> right, right. Uh, I don't know. Soviet Russia is still trying to swing back. You know, Russia. Like itself. if if we do correct, we're gonna have to like go through some some hard times. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. You know, um, I don't know. Maybe that's just a part of like basic human evolution, mm-hmm. basic political evolution. I don't know. Yeah. You know what's funny though? This blew my mind. Uh, whenever, <laughs> whenever I started, I started doing like studies over the Book of Revelation. Just because so many pastors are saying we're in the end times, but they've been saying that for the past 300 years. Oh, yeah. At least. So I'm like, bro, your past, you know, predecessors didn't even get close to being right on Mm -hmm. this. So I'm just going to do my own research. Mm -hmm. And nowhere in the book of Revelation is anything about a uh, Eastern country even recognized. Mm -hmm. You know, everything is all centered around the Western civilizations. Babylon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that craziness. So I'm like, oh, either we're not here or we just didn't even amount to anything, you know? So, well, yeah, there's there's interpretations that it's talking about America, but that could just be us being egotistical. Yeah, dude. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what's his face who was writing about a harbinger? Mm-hmm. About, oh, Jonathan Kahn, I think. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could go back and watch it, and he's like, oh, 2012 is the yeah. year of whatever. Like, bro, you're full of crap. Yeah, and I was I was following a physicist for a while who was like, things are gonna pop off in 2015. Yeah, and then they had that whole thing the with hi- the blood did you, moons. Did you hear about the hydron collider? Yeah, I did yeah, hear about CERN. that actually. Everyone yeah. was like, it's gonna open up a portal into the dark world. Spirits are gonna come out. Yeah, there's gonna be a like- black hole. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I heard about that. I heard about that, and I was fascinated with hydron colliders for a long time. That was funny because I remember it was like doomsday, September 23rd, 2015. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> still here. Still here. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, people are fascinated with the with. I mean, we're finite beings, mm-hmm. and so we're fascinated with uh, beginning and end. Yeah, and that's how we that's how we conceptualize everything in our life. It's it's hard to accept that we don't have control. Yeah, no doubt. It's hard to accept that we don't know. No doubt. But there is. I have found that there's such a peace in just releasing. There, like, there absolutely is. There absolutely is. No control. This is just going to happen. I'm going to live tomorrow. That's great. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that was a big thing that Jordan and I had to realize because, like, I was like, "Yo, I'm a personal trainer. I'm pulling in maybe two grand a month, you know." And you're going to school, and we we're only going to be like working off of my income, so we're just going to have to like the opportunity for stress came in. It was like you can either like stress about this mm-hmm. and lose vitality slowly day by day, yeah, or you can just accept, "Hey, I don't have control, and if something's supposed to happen, it'll happen." Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the thing with staying so busy is like, I don't have time for like anxiety. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't really have time to stress. Like, Or whenever it comes, it cripples everything. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm just, I'm just always focused on what I'm doing right now and what I need to do yeah. an hour from now. And then it's like, okay, time to go to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just totally. Same, same totally. thing every day. Yep. Yep. Well, total train car, like jump, be watching for another video for Kyle. Nice. Yeah, he told me about that. He's got a new video coming out. We didn't get into your videography much, but yeah, that's go ahead. all right. That's all right. We're gonna we're shooting a new video for him this weekend. 
We're going to try and finish it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm shooting in a commercial for Athleisure. Um, I was part of a team that did commercial work for Dean Boyd, the strong arm. Turn to Dean Boyd. I turn to Dean Boyd. Uh, he, uh, great guy. If you need any actors, hit me up. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> I, I met him <laughs> once when I was selling advertising for the Globe News. Really? He's a really nice guy. Super nice guy. Yeah. So, yeah, videography is starting to slowly evolve into nice. something bigger. And there's a lot of really good money out there for mm-hmm. it, you know? Absolutely. If you if you know how to run a camera and you know how yeah. to edit properly, people will throw money at you, man. Do you know uh, Wilson Lemieux or Gunnar sure Wojcicki? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those guys are killing it right now. I grew up with Gunnar. I know him and his family pretty well. Uh, Wilson, he's a he's a regular at Palace, and so I got to meet oh, okay, him a couple nice. times, and so yeah. Just, I was just gonna say, rub shoulders with those guys because yeah, see what they got. Those guys are brilliant. Yeah. They are. I mean, you're, then, br- you're brilliant as well. So I'm, sh- I'm trying. <laughs> and then uh, my man Trey over at Recreation, he's a good videographer. Trey, what's his last name? I can't remember. I, I think I'm going to have him on tomorrow. He, he makes music, right? Yeah. Black guy? Yeah. Yeah, I'll have him he's on tomorrow. He's coming on tomorrow? Levi Holy Jeans. Tell him I said, Shout what's out to up? Levi Holy yeah. Jeans. What's I, up? I love that guy. He's cool. I honestly love his music. Yeah, his music like, is super good. He's he's probably one of my like top three favorite artists in Amarillo right now. Really? I love his he's music. A, he's got a fantastic voice. And just looking at him, you, you, you wouldn't be like, oh, he's a hip-hop artist. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, he sings R&B, you know? But then you hear him on SoundCloud, and you're like, oh, crap. Like, yeah, this, he's dude, got the got real it. deal. Yeah. He's got it for sure. Yeah, he's a, he's a good guy. Uh, anytime I go to Rec and he's there, like I'll sit there and chop it up with him for like 45 minutes to an hour. Nice. Just like chatting it up. You keep mentioning places in Canyon. I just think about how much I miss Canyon. <laughs> you got to come back, bro. Dude, as soon as I left, I was like, oh, I miss that place. You got to come back. <laughs> the whole time back. I was there, like in high school, I was like, this town sucks. Yep. And then you leave high school and you're like, oh, this, it's actually a good place. It's yeah. actually a really nice town. Yeah. Yeah. Great really place is. to raise kids. It really is. My, uh, my brother lives in Dallas and he was like, man, you know, we were thinking about going to Philadelphia because that's where his wife is from. Mm-hmm. He's like, we were thinking about raising a family in Philly, but like. I keep telling her about Canyon, and so he came to Canyon for my bachelor party, and he was like, I miss this town so much. It's so really cool. Yeah, he's about 90% certain that he's going to like move back yeah. once they graduate from college. I was like, bro, come on. Like, This is a great place to start mm-hmm. a family. You know, your, your entire family is here. You know, her family's in Philadelphia, but like, we can support y'all. We can do whatever we can to help you you know and i only live like 15 minutes away but it's like every time i go to canyon it's like i can't wait to drive through canyon is it- <laughs> i just want to see all the cool stuff again i just want to see tex randall again. yeah i just want to go by the square <laughs> yeah there you go there you go <laughs> it's funny yeah man yeah so one hell of an artist i'm glad he's getting on the podcast for sure for he's sure. a good guy he's a good guy tell him i said what's up and tell him i need him uh need him to video my my music video for a live that i sent you oh nice when you shooting that as soon as I get a guest to to spit like that that second verse on there, and I think I've got Tanner Nice. I think nice. I've got him coming on it. Is uh, uh what's his name? N G T something. N T N Grand. N T N Grand. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully he'll get on it. Uh, dude's one hell of a rapper. Yeah, I've heard I've heard everything you've collaborated on him with. Yeah, yeah. And I've got like a very. It's funny because like our our aesthetics are very different. He's very like Eminem. With all of his rap and his delivery and everything, mm-hmm. and I'm very experimental with mine. And so, anytime he hears my stuff, he's like, "Man, I would change this, this, and this." But I mean, it's your stuff, so yeah. do whatever. And so, uh, we, we've got a very different aesthetic, but he's a really, really close friend of mine. So, 
Hopefully, if he gets on it, I want I want Trey to film it because that dude's nice. a super good videographer. That's awesome. So, yeah, man. Good to hear. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, it feels like a good time to wrap it up. Yeah. Yeah. It does. Hour 55. No, Solid. hour 56. Solid. Got it. Nearly two hours. All right. Let's, uh, did you plug your uh, Atlas Supply code? Word. Okay. So, if any of, if any of y'all are working for, are, are looking for BCAAs or pre-workout, go check out Atlas Sup Co. on Instagram. And you can type in Atlas Supplement Company in Google and it'll bring up the website. I'm not familiar with the website address straight off the top of my head. But if you want 15% off of all of your products, whether it's products from Athleisure, so that's athletic wear, or pre-workout or BCAAs, type in T-A-L-Y-N-1-5. That's Talon15, all lowercase. You'll get 15% off of your next purchase and you'll be helping a brother out climbing up the ladder of sales <laughs> do it i'm gonna do, do it. it do it and also follow this man on instagram is is it talent 95 yep t-a-l-y-n 95 and then, um, if you want to listen to his music talent195.beatstars.com yeah buddy anything else to plug this man's getting married in a week yeah man life's S- about to get crazy send him some gifts yeah send me money <laughs> send me money i need rent money <laughs> and also check out uh do you do you train anywhere besides anytime? No, but if you holler at me on Facebook, we'll see what we can do. Okay, yeah, hit this guy up for some sessions. Yeah, hit how me much up. do you? Is there like a set rate? My my rates hover anywhere between thirty and forty dollars an hour. That's a good rate. Okay, good so rate. and then we'll work together. Uh, I typically hover closer to forty, mm-hmm. just because that works best for my bills and everything. Uh, but we'll go everything from warm up to workout high intensity training to cool down i'm registered to train in powerlifting i can do bodybuilding aesthetic work and uh we can talk intermittent fasting because i'm certified through intermittent fasting as well you can certify through that yeah so i've got a certification it's just basically a course completion of basic intermittent fasting knowledge Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's cool. I'm glad we I'm glad we talked about it. Yeah, buddy. Come on now. <laughs> You're getting the source right here. All right, Talon's got fifteen jobs. Whatever you need, just hit him up. He'll probably <laughs> find a way to to do it. Most likely. Most likely. <laughs> Thank you for listening, everybody. Have a good day. We'll see you later.